11 o'clock comics episode 216 oh man oh man what that was a good one was it yeah i thought so <laughs> like my new my, my, my new recording space where oh, oh you yeah, finished the room I, well, we finished painting, and everything is pretty much where I want it laid out. I haven't hung any art yet, but um, and I do with the some way. But you know, it's it's yeah. This is I think where the machine's gonna go. This is where this is where I'm gonna be sitting when I'm when I'm, when I'm chatting with my voice. So, is um, it near a window? It is. Well, once once we dismantle this treadmill, uh, it sort of. I don't know. There's only two windows in in this room, and one's at the headboard. Of where 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 the, the futon is, and so the neighbors can hear you. Exactly. Oh, calling for Jesus! And, uh, <laughs> and the other one is is in this little dormer area. So mm. I think so, I'll, I'll I'll post the man cave when everything's done. Nice, sure. Do it. Uh. I still gotta get my pictures to what robot sticks or whatever the hell it is. I'm gonna do that again. Yeah, one of these. You did my my Ferrari. Yeah, no, I do. And I, they, Jason, they are safe, but I will get them into the, the um, safe hands of the, the postal service. I trust you. Safe, yeah, safe. yet drooled on. Upon? Upon. Yes, drooled upon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, drooled upon. Yeah, pretty. I'm hoping yeah. to be And I tell you what, there's even going to be a surprise in there for you. Ooh, Ooh. some, some Christmas DNA. Mm-hmm. Did I hear poker? I hardly know her. No. Poker? Hey. Did did you say poker, Jason? You're hosting a poker game? Indeed. Nice. Wish I could play. Yeah. You know what would make that even better? Hmm? If it wasn't a poker game but a magic tournament and you were hosting oh, it? Yeah. <laughs> that would be hot. <laughs> He'd be like, what is this we're shit? We're gonna have different tables. We're gonna have uh, a we're gonna have a Stratego table. We're gonna have a uh Settlers of Catan table. Oh boy. a magic table and a poker table. Nice. I've never the, played oh. Settlers of Catan. I've heard it's really good. I've never played any of those things other than poker. But it's everywhere, though. Toys what? R Us has it. Settlers. Um, yeah. Our, yeah, our right. Target has it. Walmart. It's like they, they've branched out into every chain. It's crazy. And speaking of Walmart, how about that Lego story? The Lego story. You don't go to the forums, so you wouldn't know what I'm talking about. But, oh! Uh, <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, snap. Um, my uh, my son got the Lego Tie Fighter as a birthday present, uh-huh. and That's we go to big. open it up to build it, and uh, he dumps it out, and he's like looking for the minifigures, you know, because that's oh, what they no. was doing there. No, in there. So then we look at one of the bags. Some dude or chick, I guess, but somebody bought this set, brought it home, oh. took all the minifigures and all the like key pieces out, then put Bobo like random. Oh. Like, oh, like and hot glue gunned the plastic bags back together. You can actually see the dollops of hot glue, and then hot glued the box back together and returned it. That's oh, a problem no. these days because the minifigures yeah. are, are go for buku. Yeah, but luckily, I mean, Walmart was real cool. Beth uh, took it back today, and they were cool about oh, exchanging. Man, that, I mean, that, think about how evil that is. At what level <laughs> you just ruined a kid's birthday? That's yeah. the main thing, uh, right? They, I mean. Bummed. Oh yeah, I mean he'll carry that. He is scarred for life. No, no, no. He got. I gotta put this. He built it. This is going in the show notes as despicable Lego tactics. <laughs> we do not condone. No, 
Of course not. Hey, everybody. No, we do condone the brotherhood that is 11 o'clock comics, and you are listening to it. Episode 216, bitches. I am Vince B. Fantastic Four, back again. Yeah, it feels good. Uh, Back together again for the first time. Uh, I'm Chris (laughs) Case Dan. <laughs> it feels good. It's a little premature. I'm David Price. And I'm Daniel Dryberg. No, you're not Daniel Dryberg. Otherwise known as? I have no idea. What? I don't know. What? Who? Hey. Night Owl. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, all right. See. The, the new one. Yeah. You're not Night Owl. You are. <laughs> See, I'm in one mood mo- mode, and that 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 question just kicks me right off the track. It's like a railroad switch. You're not lemon meringue. That's what I had today. You are Jason Wood, everybody. And this episode has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge discounts. I got my box today. It was massive. I don't usually get massive boxes, but this thing was a gargantuan box. There was so much good stuff in there. Uh, 35 to 75% off your favorite stuff. Delivered right to your door. Wrapped up all nice and tidy. I got peanuts, though. I didn't get the phone. You got penis. Yeah, a lot of penis. Uh, they are the <laughs> best. Said. Check them out yourself. DCBService.com. And if you are a first-time yeah. customer, you can enter the following code in the wonderfully groomed receptacle, and you will get an extra 8% off your already hugely discounted order. David, what's that code? EOC and the number 8. Yeah, yeah. EOC 8. That's us, late 11 o'clock comics, and 8% more. Do it. Discount. Comic book service. DCBService.com. Take it hey, away. Uh, 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 a pre-ordering note. Uh, I mentioned it as uh, a couple weeks ago. as my uh, in your travels that I had uh, uh, been lucky enough to read a preview copy of Revival by Mike Norton and Tim Seeley. Uh, well, Rich Johnson over at Bleeding Cool this week had a story that it has been um, criminally underordered, mm-hmm. and that it is going to be featured as a preview in the next issue of Walking Dead. So interest in Revival is probably going to spike big time because of that. So don't expect it to be at your LCS whenever you get there because it will probably be sold out. So if you're still doing your DCBS order, I don't know if it's still available for pre-order or if you want to drop them a line, but you want to get on that pretty uh, pretty quick because it's going. I'm predicting that it's going to be too like in um, its um, in its secondary market. Wow. So I, I that that was the same recipe for Chew is that it was it was under ordered and then there was a preview in the back of Walking Dead and mm. local comic shops didn't order enough of of them and then demand spiked on it and uh, and people were kind of left uh, waiting for the second third and fourth printing so get on revival and it's it's really good it's really good that's the truth and, and and the creators are nice guys too they are. They're they're awesome guys, and I'm not just and very that talented too because I know them. They're they're awesome, awesome people and great creators. Yes. Honest creators. Have you seen the Bleeding Cool number zero? No, no. no. Ugh, ugh. The layout is nasty. I mean, the zero issue came out today, and it was uh, loaded with things you would normally see on, on the website. They had an article on Boom and uh, Va- Valiant and stuff, but 
uh, especially price, I think it was a buck forty nine for a bunch of pages in the regular magazines is going to be i I believe I read one hundred and twenty eight pages for less than five bucks Swizzy. but they need to tweak the layout. The layout is just here 's the the question I always have with toast. stuff that, with, like that um, are you getting anything more than you can get online? I think I, th- I I I think he's there's definitely a divide between what's going in the magazine and what's appearing on the website. Okay. What I can assume. Ah, but I, the, the the zero issue didn't didn't uh, trip my switch. Well, it's so. nice to see Garib land on his feet. It does have a wizard feel to it. <laughs> That's so mean. Not visually, but just in the you know the in the premature the, the, hype, the hump oh, in the hump. No fart yeah. jokes. I like fart jokes. I know that's why wizard. I also was like cool. Twisted Toy Fair Theater. That was the best part of Wizard. I, you know, I like that as well. Yeah, that was always fun. I'd like to see uh, uh, L. Dave do something like that with his photography. Oh, he was born to do that shit. Yeah. Of course, it'd be it'd be too artsy fartsy if if Dave did it. I mean, when they did it, they just used play doh for the eyes. You know, like bugging out. Dave would set it up, block the scene, light it. <laughs> <laughs> Take <laughs> like a month to do like a two-page comic strip. I gotta awesome. talk to that boy about some photography. I'm getting ready to hopefully upgrade my camera, so I need oh, to let me up three gems, some, some, like some tutorials. All right, hey, let's hey, upgrade drink some, uh, thing. some 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 drinks here. Really um, uh, Wood, why don't you kick us off this week? What are you drinking? I'm gonna br- I'm the I'm gonna bring the funk like a nasty dunk. Uh, I am drinking some. Um, this was Mr. Scotty Young was drinking last week and. When he mentioned it, I thought, oh, that is a perfect summer drink, so I'm drinking it this week. Some Leinenkugel. Well, there you go. The summer shandy or just the mm-hmm. Leinenkugel? Yes, okay. sir. Very Delish. Young. Delish. There you Kugel's go. A funny Delish. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. David, how about you? Uh, this is also a thank you to Mr. and Mrs. L.A. Rabbit. Uh, Andrew and Lisa, for some reason, don't know why. Well, no, his, his the the postcard, the note, did say why. Um, we were home, and the doorbell rang. Had no idea. I, I thought Renee had ordered something from UPS. She thought I ordered something from UPS. Open up this box, two boxes, um, one of which contained wine glasses. The other contained three bottles oh. from... Uh, Folia the 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 vineyard that makes Menage a Trois. And oh. we had a bottle of white, a bottle, a bottle of, of white. Uh, I of knew you were gonna red. do that. Oh of my the, god. Of the rose. <laughs> no. Well yeah, the, the, the red would be the Zinfidel and uh and and a uh and a a, a blush. But You always did like the pink. Oh yeah. But yeah. it's it's uh it, the Zinfidel's rather tasty, but I, I just so I I am thanking Andrew and and Lisa for that, and I mean we we met them, we met them both at New York Comic Con last uh-huh. October, and I mean just just terrific. very nice people, very yes, very nice, very friendly, and 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 you know didn't run away screaming when 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 they saw us, so it's uh it it really was a a very generous and and thoughtful gift, so I, I thank you both for that, and the wine is damn tasty, sweet, nice. And how about you, Mister B? I heard the Muslims hate the Zinfandels. Take their heads off. Um, <laughs> I made Jason laugh. I am drinking the Yingling. That's one of those ones that people are going to be listening to this, and like 10 minutes from now, they're going to start laughing. <laughs> oh, it's typical, and, and, isn't it? 
You remember whenever I went to uh, went to Florida and was talking about how there was yingling all over the place? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Bean uh, from the forum, Bean, uh, let me in on why there is apparently a huge yingling brewery down in the Tampa area. No now. kidding. Yeah. So so there, it's not just being brewed in Pennsylvania. It's 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 down there in Florida. Uh, I have a, a thank you before I forget and get on to my drink roll call. Uh, Jim Bob Kim. Uh, listener of the yes. show, uh, amazing artist, uh, great person. He uh, he did this really awesome and funny um, uh, sketch, uh, more than a sketch. I mean, it was a fallen illustration of the where in the world is Christopher Neesman whenever I was on the walkabout, and he was kind enough to uh, to send that up to me. So I got that in the mail this week, which was a, a very pleasant and uh, uh, very nice surprise. So uh, he's awesome. So thank you, Jim Bob. Uh, I am drinking... Uh, I don't know. I told you guys uh, last time we talked that the wife and I are doing a little lifestyle change. We've uh, uh, adopted a paleo lifestyle, uh, which is changing our eating and drinking habits. Uh, so you're drinking ostrich egg, uh, ostrich egg, uh, something, something like that. Something like that. In, in addition to like taking all of the grains out of our diet and uh, and uh, eating a lot of a lot of meat, uh, I can't mm. drink a whole lot of beer on a regular basis. I kind of save it. Um, for a limited amount on the weekends, but I can drink red wine during the week, and I can drink bourbon, which makes Chris happy. So I am having some of the thirty-something-year-old uh, Jim Beam that uh, that Andy Tom uh, brought me up for C two E two. So I got uh, got old Jim Beam on the rocks tonight. So, uh, but not much because I got to be a good boy. <laughs> Huh, you no, gotta love no, those for, Paleolithic bourbon. When you say not much. Do you mean like half a jug? Or <laughs> I mean like, like tonight probably like two ounces. So okay. Oh wow, two ounces is not much. No, it isn't. No, just a little. Damn, dude, I like. I don't think I like clean Chris. <laughs> hey, I'm getting ripped. It's Our show was not based we'll on clean Chris, you know that. Yeah, right? seriously. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I'll probably fall off the wagon, but you know, I gotta, I gotta, you know, get in good shape. And, it's you know. cute that you said probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you got till December twenty fifth to enjoy it. Oh, twenty twenty first. Is that so is that when? Uh, that's it. That's that the end. Comes back again. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the mail, I, I have to just, I, I'm very happy that I received something in the mail. I am just not real thrilled with, with how, um, the, the postal service, the mail carrier decided to cram it in. They mangled the shit out of that. They, uh, yeah, they, there's a nice little dent in the cover and, and kind of going into the first few pages, but the collected edition of Oceanverse is a beautiful looking package uh yeah. mike schwartz did a fantastic job putting this thing together i love the cover feel i love it. it's it's i got my little sketch inside there's the acknowledgements in the back for those of us that contributed via kickstarter um i'm very happy i have it and 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 um and thank you mike for for just for making this this great webcomic available in this nice larger size wide screenish format of, of a trade paperback this this thing is great if if you can get your hands on it people do it it's it's mm-hmm. it's great stuff uh, would you would say it's uh, if you are a fan of atomic robo you will probably enjoy Oceanverse. I, I think that's yeah yeah from a tone standpoint about Irwin Allen so. 
as far as the science I, and I, things like that. Yeah. Can I be honest with you? I I I like Oceanverse better than than Atomic Robo, but I guess I, I know I'm in the third. I know I'm in the minority a little bit because I know it's a very popular book. But that's that's a book that is like one of those consensusly loved books that I just it just didn't grab me. I've tried two yeah. two of the miniseries. I mean, it's not bad. It just it just didn't like reel me in, you know. Um, but I but I really enjoyed uh, what I've read of Oceanverse so far. So I can see that yeah. he's disgustingly uh, creative and regular too. I mean, he yeah, those superhero that stuff fish he does bang, at the bang, bang. Are, uh, yeah. are awesome. Yeah, dude. yeah. I hate anybody that does their thing with some kind of regularity. <laughs> don't like. Hey, them, man, we're regular every week. That's true. I should hate myself then, yes. and you guys. Well, that's what are we, what are we gonna talk about? Let's talk about some comics. Yeah, what you got. I don't. I want Chris to go first because I know he was reading something that I'm gonna have a chance to jump in on. So, all right. Um, the you don't want you you don't want to go first. The coldest city. Is that what you want to talk about? The no. coldest city, Antarctica. <laughs> no, I was that's talking it. about some wonton. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, okay, I, I will not talk about the coldest city right now. That's really you good. You can talk about that. You can talk about <laughs> no, both of them. No, no, no. I want to jam with you on uh, on wonton soup. Ooh, wonton. Uh, we are all big fans. I think I think I'm not lying when I say that we're all big fans of James Stokoe. Correct. Shit, yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Which is he, odd because he's Canadian. You know, I keep thinking of him as being from Seattle, so just let me <laughs> a little fantasy. Uh no, he is he is Canadian. I think he's from the Vancouver area. He is uh I believe good buddies with uh Brandon Graham and Marion Churchland. Is it Churchland? Yes. Yeah. Churchland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always want to say Churchill, uh, Marion Church one. So it's kind of that uh, that Vancouver uh, group o uh, o creators. Um, he did a series through Viz uh, a few years ago called Wonton Soup, and has been um, uh, collected and released in digest form. And um, at first uh, glance, it looks very manga ish. Um, uh, first of all, it, it was from Viz. Now it's being published by Oni. Uh, okay. And really, it, I didn't know this came out from Viz too. I I believe. So. I hope I'm not misspeaking. You I you may be thinking of Brandon Graham because his uh, King City came out through <laughs> well, Viz. That, no, I thought or, that came um, from Tokyo Pop. To, Tokyo Pop, right? Yeah, you know, that came out from Tokyo Pop. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna have to spot check this. I'll I'll, I'll look a little bit later. But I was pretty sure that this started mm. in Viz. So okay, cool. e- even if it, even if it didn't, it, it is uh, it's through Oni is mm-hmm. how the uh, uh, the digest is released now and to get into the actual like meat of it it is all uh, beautiful James Stokoe black and white art and um, it says it right on the front and it grabbed me and I said that sounds freaking cool it is described as a space trucker cooking opera <laughs> it's true that's and that's pretty that- good description is what it is. It centers around uh, the main character is Johnny Boyo and uh, and his friend uh, Deacon Vans. They are uh, interstellar truckers, and uh, and they basically do just that. If you imagine uh, uh, truck drivers in outer space, they go from uh, planet and planet to planet and space station to space station, and they haul uh, goods. Uh, some uh, some Shit. legal, some not. They haul shit, literally. Is that what they're hauling? It shit. Okay. Shit. It's an acronym. Oh, okay. Uh, superheated incendiary turbo tea. 
Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> it's, been, it's been it's been like almost a month since I read this. So There's uh, a lot. Uh, uh, there's there's so many little funny things in here like that. Um, there is uh, a scene where they are attacked by space ninjas, which you would think of as being the most awesome and deadly things in the universe, and they're not. They're really just kind of like these douchebag annoyances, and Johnny Boyo uh, does a pretty good job of immediately dispatching them, but they uh, they do run into some mechanical problems, and that uh, leads them back to Johnny Boyo's, if not his home planet, where he was uh, a student for a very long time. As uh, he was, a, he was a culinary student. Um, before they get to the the planet, he uh, does uh, reveal in a scene his recipe for wonton soup, which. Is one of the cool things about the book is that it takes a lot of things that we're very familiar with from uh, just a, a nomenclature standpoint, but then it puts a an outer space uh, twist to it with a lot of the ingredients and the techniques and and that kind of stuff. Uh, but he he gets back to this planet. He meets a his ex girlfriend who's hot, and it brings back a lot of uh, a lot of why he left the planet and and you know why he doesn't want to be there and he's trying to avoid people. But uh, uh, he's able to to track down his old mentor and and friend uh, his uh, a professor, um, and then along the way uh, gets involved in a uh, Iron Chef like food challenge with um, two extraterrestrial twins, and <laughs> is a uh, <laughs> it is an Iron Chef for the ages, and I'll just leave it at that. But you know the the, the whole thing. Uh, it just as I'm reading it, I'm just like Julian Lytle would love that I was reading this with a big freaking grin on my face the entire time because this is what i believe julian would refer to as fly comics yeah. where, where do you think i got my copies from from julian yep it, from julian it is so fun and it is so just cram packed with fun big ideas and little nuances that just little sound effects and little creatures and and things that you might you know even miss on the first pass. So there is some rereadability to it. I mean, it's not an incredibly deep book or or earth It's not going to unlock the mysteries of the universe, but it is going to make you um, enjoy reading comics and. Um, kind of enjoy the things that you're passionate about in life. Yeah. It's one of the I, things on my walkabout that I was like, okay, this is reminding me why I love comics and what is awesome about being passionate about things. Wow. So, and see, I'm stunned that you, you like this as much as you do. Oh, I loved it. Dude, because I, I, the, I love to cook. and so That's what know, I'm saying. Aside from the, the, the culinary aspects of it, the way it's presented and the style in which it's presented does not scream love me Neesman. You uh, know what I mean? It's but I think in uh in Wonton Soup the devil's in the details. It's the story is yeah. is yes. fun and it takes you where it has to go, but along the way he makes these stops mm -hmm. uh and and disgusting 
levels of of deep design and detail of the clothing and the spaceships and other vehicles and aliens and and, and the, just the, the, the press yeah, the hands I mean, they have yeah. they, it shows you how to do the handshakes in this damn thing. And, One's and called like the Batman and yeah. and he'll sh he'll show the guys their their hands touching and the fingers moving in the directions they should move in. It, it it's uh -huh. not there's the a whole product. language of handshakes in the in this in this book. And yeah. yeah, it's it's amazing in these little little details. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it doesn't end there. Like the, the, the products they use, the food they eat, the games they play. The robots are, are disturbingly detailed, the design of them. I mean, you, you would think like they're, they're definitely that the, the form does follow the function. They look like they were designed to do that, that which they are supposed to do. You know what I mean? There's some, uh, there's some interesting things about, about Stoko is that, you know, when I was just kind of becoming familiar with his work, We'd seen like you know what like the the huge Galactus drawings that he did, which were yeah. cool. But then you start looking at it, it's like, is it cool or is it just a lot of noodling? And then you read something like this or or some uh, of the stuff that he's done in Orkstein, and you're like, no, there there's a refinement to to him as an artist that. Um, you know, I'm very much a believer that if you can do the basic stuff really, really well, then you can, you know, push on and really experiment beyond that. And you read Wonton Soup, and it's like, no, Stoko is a, a phenomenal artist and cartoonist. And so the stuff that you see where he's gone, you know, completely, you know, out of his mind on stuff, you're like, okay, he's just pushing the boundaries on stuff. Yeah. You agree? But, Yes, you could definitely see though the kinship with with Brandon Graham, because oh, yeah. like like Graham oh, early with, for the fuzziness. Wow, yeah, we're like a half yeah. hour early. <laughs> but yes, you can see that they are from the same school, and it's the same thing. Like, um, uh, I'm I'm actually fascinated by that because they and like Farrell Dalrymple and um, Simon Oliver. Like they're all buddies, you know, and they all seem to have. A, a, I mean, they're they're different, but they have a similar aesthetic, and it just baffles me because, you know, I mean, you would think it's not uncommon for artists to be buddies and to even work in the same studios or to collaborate, but to have such similar aesthetic is unusual, you know. I mean, um, well, you know, I, I have a feeling they probably. Uh, I'm guessing that they're all pretty close to the same age and have a lot of the same mm -hmm. interest. It's just a guess. Yeah, no, you're probably right. I mean, I, I don't know how old they are, but from the looks of them, they're all in their sort of their mid to late thirties, I would say. So, yeah. How am I doing? How am I doing? No, not you're so good, buddy. Exactly. Effed up. You're worse but, than uh, than uh, never mind. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> uh, so, so anyway, wonton soup. It's uh, it is from Oni. I'll double check on that on that Viz stuff. I may be wrong on there, but the uh, um. Uh, it is a complete graphic novel. Retails for eleven ninety five, and was uh, it was awesome. If you like Orkstein, uh, you should enjoy this. Even though it is not, this is more his sci fi take. Uh, this is this is Star Wars. Uh, if uh, if Orkstein is like Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Tell me so, I'm not. Tell me I'm not. Correct. Still bad. Oh, yeah, you're all Fuck, come on. <laughs> I'm not done. Oh, you're rough, dude. <laughs> Do we want to pause? Hey, you know what? What's what, what, can we pause for a second? And I'll just. Sure. Uh, I need to um, 
um, get something. Get else. another two ounces. <laughs> no, I need to. I need to not get two ounces. I need to get some water. So let's okay. just pause for a sec. Okay. While Chris is getting that, I got a couple things to say about orc stain or uh, wonton soup. Look at that. I'm all screwed up. Um, what I meant with the Brendan Graham uh, reference was they they find these really su- not so subtle but but similar ways of inserting their personality into the architecture of the book like the signage that Brendan Graham does in in King City Stoko does a lot of that in the various locales in this book um like t-shirts and products in the background just like props really uh er- everything has a, a logo on it it's all designed um and and it's very unique to the creator but the approaches between the two of them are very similar right um Another thing that that's really cool about Wonton is there's a, a friggin' element of danger to everything. Like it, it, it's <laughs> it's cooking has never been so dangerous. Right. It's it's a cooking opera, but the cooking is not opening a can or 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 filleting fish. You know what I mean? The 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 one thing in early on, Johnny Boyo's making something and he, uh, I guess one of the ingredients is a a, a paste that's made up of of millions of these little tiny microorganisms but they they're like the aliens they have a hive mind and if you don't prepare them exactly the right way they'll turn on the chef and kill him so so he's using this this stuff but 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 on on the inverse it's it was it the same ingredient that it it's basically its sole purpose for existing right is 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 to be to be be to be eaten. Cooked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the the thing is very very specific about the way in which it's cooked because that, that's what it exists for, right? So if you don't do it exactly right, it, it will kill you. And the the there's not too many devices capable of cooking this stuff at the temperature required. So he's almost like, um, uh, what's his name on Star Trek? Uh, Scott, uh, Scotty, right? He can jury rig stuff. Uh, with with uh, spit and polish to get it to work, and he takes apart this cooker that uh, to to make it cook at the right temperature, and he does this all within his little tiny room. Uh, he uses grenades and stuff to cook. It's nuts. Yeah. The, the the levels they go to just to cook in this thing. Wait, and it, and this and it's what the the CXL is that the uh, yeah the, sixel the, the, the sexel whatever the sexel and. He uh, he prepares it and you know, it like morphs into this you know almost like sphinx like pot roast looking <laughs> yeah. thing and and he looks at it and he's like he's like you know thank you uh, Sixel or whatever you look absolutely delicious and it actually talks back to him and says no problem <laughs> and, and so it's it's like yeah that's why I'm here it's I know you're getting ready to eat me but it's you know my it's it's my purpose you know and, and my my being is to is to be prepared correctly so yeah it um it takes a major well i get you know vince i'm actually surprised because you are not a a food nerd no and but- as i'm reading this i'm like it takes a major food nerd and comic book fan to really enjoy this so i'm actually glad that you enjoyed this as much as i did because yeah, i figured it- a lot of the culinary stuff would be completely lost on you no, but it's like space food, though. You know what I mean? It's he, yeah. there's there's an element of fantasy and and science fiction into the cooking, well, yeah, which makes you, it cool. If you watch like Iron Chef now, it's like there'll be these crazy bastards cooking with you know uh, what uh, the uh, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, the Sub Zero stuff, um, 
super freezing. Liquid nitrogen. Liquid nitrogen. I want to say nitroglycerin, which would be more <laughs> like... really cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so cooked with nitroglycerin and wonton soup, uh, but like liquid nitrogen, and you get the, like, you know, the molecular gastronomy, which is like what was going on in wonton soup. They, they'll be doing this just crazy, you know, b- cooking with blowtorches and, and, and that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. And there's a martial arts element, too, to, to the cooking. As you'll mm-hmm. see in the cook-off towards the end. It's not just, you know, chopity-chop and, and put did, stuff in a pan. How I need to get on this with the quickness. No, you do. Yeah, same yeah. thing. You'll love it. Yeah. I think they're out of print, both volumes. Yeah, I, th- I think they are as well. But maybe it'll, now that he's uh, getting a little name for himself, oh, he's got yeah. all those uh, Sullivan Slugger's riches coming his way, he can uh, get a little <laughs> program going to print this and, up. But the, uh, the author page in the back of the first volume is quite prophetic. Because uh, it says James Stokoe, blah, 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 here he is, this is what he does, um, has a love for Godzilla on a par with other men's love of pie. Yes. So it does portend to his current assignment <laughs> at IDW on the, uh, the Godzilla miniseries. Is, or your, is, it, is, yes. is yours printed by Oni? Sure is. Okay. Oni. Nice design, too, on these little books, these, these manga volumes. They're very nice. You know, I might be thinking of King City with the Viz thing. I think mayhap you are, my friend. Just Maybe, yeah. but that's okay. They're, they're brothers, right? You know, Chris, brothers I think arms. there's a manga that you'd be interested in. I've heard it's excellent. I have not read it yet, but, uh, but I've heard it's excellent, and it's pretty much like perfectly designed for you. It's uh, um, Oishinbo, um, yeah. the, the, uh, the, the manga. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was put out by Viz here in the States, but it's, uh, it's okay. about Japanese cuisine and cooking. But it's like my understanding is it's not it, – it's pretty much a – uh, very much almost like a cookbook it's it's like the art of making like japanese cuisine uh oh neat yeah so yeah be looking you know, for that actually, in like tea fall sale or something maybe there's a uh there's a, a documentary out right now on on a guy who's a, a sushi chef that i want to see all on that same same mode of thought mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah. uh, which is supposed to be pretty pretty amazing so anyway yes wonton soup yes. I mean, two really volumes from from oni is there two S- volumes yep so yeah. bitch, really? Yeah, I'm holding the second one in my in my little hand. Oh, get sunken now. That makes me angry that I don't have it, but really <laughs> excited because there's more wonton soup. Yeah. How's the second one? Uh, it's a, a different tone than the first one. Yeah, very much different tone. Uh, same same approach, but uh, it's a, I think the second one's much more involved. It's more adventure like than the first. Still, mm. still dealing with food. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And, and hookers. Yeah, and and uh, Deacon plays Although, a much bigger part in the second one. Deacon's funny. De- yeah. Deacon, Deacon's kind of the Han Solo to Johnny Boyo's Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, but he, it, there's a lot of Wobo in that character. He just wants to get his wick dipped. That he, that's his yes. his reason for existing. <laughs> he's pretty, he's pretty single-minded. Yeah. Let's be honest, who doesn't? Right. It's it's true. It, there there's even one section where uh they they have a little bit of time on the ship and they're like between planets going to to waiting for the tow truck and uh the space tow truck and uh this guy called Lindros he Which is great. he was he's, on Eric. He, he's Johnny's friend um <laughs> and they play this game uh that's uh, it looks like a bit like chess gafo that's what it is and the each individual piece is disgustingly designed by Stoko and the machine that that uh, assists in the playing of the game is designed it, it's 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 just level after level of this really deep 
thought involved in every aspect of this damn universe that'll just it, it, it'll it'll mystify you when you when you when you read it it's it's i don't know conceptually how long it took him to come up with this but i'm thinking there was a lot of legwork involved in, in this book because it's just not thrown down but the big thing is that it doesn't get lost in all of that yeah. it is it is an incredibly fun book to read yeah it's lighthearted too even yep. though there's death involved and and, yeah, and, and other things, it's, it's kind of lighthearted. It's kind of cartoon death, you know. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. It's it, and whenever you read it, you kind of understand. It's like ah, uh, you know, it's yeah. Like it's the Marleys. I don't know him. Hmm? The Marleys are, are, are a scream. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> we won't okay. say anything about that because it's a. Let's no, not. It is. It is so brilliant. These things have um no defense except they are cute yeah and so they are so cute that no predator could bring themselves to to kill them they look like and little kool-aid men little chubby they, kool-aid men <laughs> yeah and, and they and as they opposed just, to the skinny kool-aid man that we're all familiar with yes well, that's and, true and just, i imagine them being pink and walking around and just going marley yeah very <laughs> And that's all they do. It's like my leaf, and they're so cute. And then one of the twins uses them as an ingredient and chops <laughs> chops the fucker right in half on panel. And, and, and all the other Marleys just look at him and go, "Oh Marleaf? shit!" <laughs> <Question> mark. <laughs> it was fucking brilliant. So funny. So good fun. stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, it's really good. What sounds like you're watching Pokemon. I know. It's, it's kind of like um, if if he had cut Pikachu in half. Ooh. <laughs> Alrighty. Alrighty, Dan. Nasty shit. Alrighty, Dan. Who's going next? Uh, well, you were crackly, so if you want to go yeah. now. Do your thing, baby. Do, do I want to go now? I don't know. Um, I got a done in one that oh, yeah. is, is a oh, bit... It, it's an introduction to a much larger and deeper universe. If you enjoy, if you enjoy this done in one, you have a long road ahead of you because it's by um, Alejandro Jodorowsky. We know him, right? Oh. It's called yeah. the Weapons of the Meta Baron. Um, yes. Illustrated by Travis Sherest, Shere, I say. Shere, I believe. Shere yeah. and um, yeah. Zoran Yanyatov. Um, I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't want to come off like I didn't like it, because I, I, I certainly did. I certainly did. But when I get to the end of this, I'm, I, I just have, uh, you'll see. It's a, it's a done in one, and it's pretty brilliantly conceived uh, as a, a, a dip of the toe in, into the uh, very often murky waters of Master Yodo's Meta Barons, which is a part of a bunch of. That's yeah. a big universe. The Meta Barons and the Inkle and the Techno Priests. I yeah, mean, they, they, they overlap in a lot of areas. But um, essentially, it's a tale of no name. The last Meta Baron. He has no name, but people call him no name. So therefore, he has a name, and it's no name. Okay? Uh, and there are reasons for why he's the last Meta Baron in the story. I, I won't. Well, I, maybe I will. His universe is called the Inead. It's an octagon, a universe shaped like an octagon, this eight-sided construct where streams of energy like cascade from each of the sides to this central point. Uh, at this central point, there's an asteroid. 
it's it's the beating heart of the Ineid called the Umfal. Umfal. Um and, and residing within the asteroid are eight semi-immortal beings known as the intrasleepers. And these guys are charged with the construction of the dreams of all living creatures. And it is to these men that no name rushes in the hope that they can solve his problem. He's got a really big problem. Very last Metabaron, and he happens to be losing his memories. Why? Well, because he recently procured a weapon called the Omnigrail. And this device, it, it's, it, in using this device, it physically bonds with him. And it consume, it's consuming his memories as it does so. So the, the interest sleepers, my son's outside stirring up shit. The, the, the interest sleepers restore the Metabaron's memory. And that's, that's the hook to this entire one shot. As they restore the Metabaron's memory, Yodorowsky allows the reader a glimpse into what they're putting back. So you, you get to witness the beats in No Name's formative years, like his ascendancy to the position of Metabaron, which involves patricide. You can't become a Metabaron just by, you know, schooling or training or, you know, filling out the correct forms. You have to overcome the previous Metabaron, and that's your father-mother. That, that's his... his uh, your father, your mother progenitor agora so he has to beat his father in order to and become the metabaron that's, that's all the metabarons yeah it's yeah. it's like this this genealogy of of these ultimate warriors i mean they don't get beat they always have a contingency plan they always win uh unless they're until, fighting until, one of their until, own yeah <laughs> and, and, and until the end and yeah that's uh that that's their their final test is to uh is to to kill kill the metabaron to become the metabaron right pretty, and, yeah. but in doing so they have to kill their loved ones their 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 father but see that's the deal with no name as he well it's no secret he beats his father and in doing so he kills his father and he proclaims during the bat at the end of the battle that he will never bring a child into the world he'll never have anything any of his spawn have to endure the pain that he's enduring so therefore he is the last metabaron pretty damn cool right mm -hmm. uh, so you have two artists it's a beautiful illustration by the way of with of, him of he with his um uh, oh yeah father mother that's, i mean it's it's yeah it's creepy awesome that's the thing that i want to get into two artists at work here uh yenyatov and Shere. Now, I would be a fool if I didn't say Travis Charest is a hell of a draftsman. The man mm -hmm. can draw the, the shit out of anything. All of his panels are beautifully composed. The rendering is impeccable. Uh, I love how he inserts a bit of noise into his coloring. I mean, you don't get flat colors with Travis. There's always a bit of granularity to them that makes them look three-dimensional and, 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 and modeled. He, he's, a, he's an amazingly capable illustrator. Not so hot with the sequentials. And that that's it, this book doesn't fail. All Charest's pages are nicely designed. There's uh, a certain flow to them, but when you butt them up against Zoran Yanyatov's work, it's like night and day. And mm. and and Yanyatov does it with about a million less lines. I mean, he uh, Zoran doesn't noodle. He's very much in the Mobius school. He'll he'll. 
he'll apply the heavy, intense lineage when he needs it, but for the most part, he just contours and lets the color do the work. Whereas uh, Charest, man, he goes in and it is finely detailed. It's it, nuts. Yeah, it's, it's fully rendered stuff. It's beautiful, though. Oh, it is gorgeous. Yeah. But and you know what? There, the the sequence that uh, Charest uh, detailed with um, the Meta Baron fighting his father was also drawn by uh, Juan Jimenez in the original Meta Baron series. And when you put those two sequences side by side, the interpretations are like night and day. Uh, Jimenez is so much more ballet-like, so much more fluid. And I, I, I don't want this to sound like a condemnation of, of Charest because he's great. He's a, he's a superb illustrator, but it just shows you the, the, the caliber of talent that's working on this Metabaron stuff when you've got a guy like Charest being overshadowed by you know his his peers on the book it's just it's the 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 detail and the level of design and the just everything about the meta barons just sparkles with with creativity the, all these guys are brilliant but yeah. you got to have a hierarchy somebody has to come you know at the bottom of the list in this book Ooh. and and it would be Charest, unfortunately because yanyatov whoo this guy's a monster with the with the the cartooning it's it's just insane chris did you read um, weapons in the Metabaron? I have read. I have read. Mo I read it whenever it came out, which mm -hmm. was what about a year or so ago. Give it's or one take. Of those, yeah, it's it's one of those humanoids books that whenever humanoids puts out something, especially um, by Yodorowsky, I buy it, even if I'm not intending to read it at Hell the yeah. at the moment. Because if I don't, then it's going to be gone and incredibly expensive. Um, so I bought it and read most of it, um, but then I started reading the Meta Barons, and right. so some of my stuff is probably uh, crossing wires. Oh, uh, you're gonna? There's a huge overlap yeah. between the regular Meta Barons books and this this special uh, album edition because uh, I don't know if you know this, but the the American Humanoids edition is significantly smaller than the original edition. Original, really? yes. Original publication size of this book was twenty-four centimeters by thirty-four centimeters. That's roughly nine and a half by thirteen and a half. Hmm. The yeah, the uh, American edition is uh, standard. Well, it's a little smaller than magazine size, so yeah. it's it, the footprint's a lot smaller. Let's just say, but and yeah, I, I can only imagine Charest's work, big well, size like yeah. that. Yeah, because I mean, there's one section where um, the Meta Baron and his daddy go down to this planet, and and they the the father says, "Okay, see that beast," and it's it's called a <laughs> that was awesome. I had to write it down. It's a no. Where is it? Where is it? It's called a Leodactyl. It, it's a cross between uh, a dragon, a snake, and a Yorkie. Yeah, the, the, the the it looks a, like my a dog. Napoleon, a Napoleon Dynamite moment with that. It, 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 it's gorgeous. It's, it, um, you actually see the pores and the, the way the skin cracks around the nostrils and the, every hair is so beautifully detailed. and the, it, It's just plain damn good drawing. Is what yeah. it is, and the, and the, even the design of the creature is magnificent. And they have to, to in order to kill it, they have to get on opposing sides of the beast and plunge their daggers into this thing's central nervous system at exactly the same time, or they're dead. It's gonna it's gonna turn on them and kill them. Like this yeah, thing, I mean, this the, thing takes out armies. That's how big it is. The Metabarons, it, it, whenever they 
fight like an opposing army or this creature that if they're off by even a split second they'll die there's there's never a moment where you think that they actually believe that'll happen i mean they they mm-hmm. are caution to the wind yeah they cannot be defeated and that i think that's part of the reason uh, that that after he he killed his his father mother that it's like you know I'm not going to do this anymore i think they were getting bored well he's a, the end of a long line of meta barons so and it, it, it i i they you know the end of a long line and they they never really tasted defeat and right. there was like this sense of boredom that you know, it's like oh, okay well we just uh, uh single-handedly defeated this army huh i wonder if uh you know we can find something to you know bide our time over here you know it, it did you know did you do you feel that from those characters at all not so much in this one volume, but yeah, once you when you've read, you know, the entirety of Meta Barons, you definitely get that mm-hmm. that feeling. Sure. Yeah. Which, speaking of, um, the Meta Barons Ultimate Collection is gorgeous. It was the the big oversized slipcase. You can still get it. I saw over at Amazon for um, about a hundred and thirty bucks, and oh. it's that that's not. That's not, believe it or not, that's not bad for what the collection is because it's like the complete Meta Barons and it's humanoid. So whenever the damn thing goes out of print, it's going to be gone forever and it'll be like $600 to, yeah. to find it anywhere. So. I didn't get that. I, I have it's the, awesome. the original, like the, remember when Humanoids was being distributed through DC? Mm-hmm. I, I, I have the, the single Meta Barons and I'm like, yeah, I think this, these are good enough for me. I've yeah. become, you know, it's. I don't think they added anything in the collected edition. It's bigger though. Again, it's it's, it's much larger. Wumba. Size. Yeah, I it's know. a it's a freaking it's a freaking tome, and the reproduction on it's gorgeous. Um, they they did a really really nice job with the. I'm not for sure if it was recolored, but uh, but the the quality of the print, and quality of the paper is 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 top notch. Sure, it's really nice. You get to see how the Meta Baron acquires his Soul Sword Praxis. You mm-hmm. see the uh, Mind Vampires, the Hull Geminis. It's it's just uh, Yodorowsky loves. He's like Grant Morrison in that aspect, where he'll just dump the crazy concepts two, three per page, and it's it's at a regular clip. I mean, they're just loaded with these insane concepts, and it just never stops. It's uh, really really similar to Dune. I felt. Sure. Yeah, it's, well, yeah. he I, was attached to the Dune project at one time before Lynch. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Mobius too. Yeah, he and he and Mobius and um uh, I think they uh, uh uh Salvador Dali. Yes. Salvador Dali was going to play the emperor. Yes, but they were going to have to pay him $100,000 a second. <laughs> and it would be well worth it to see Dali uh, in that. Yes, I will do it. Dali $100,000 a second. He's a um, jerk. It's, but, uh, Christ- Christian Alame is uh, obviously a, a huge uh, Mobius fan, and uh, and he was telling me that story. He knows the whole the whole Dune Yodorowsky Mobius uh, Dolly true. story. It's yeah. it's really really funny, and I would have loved. To, you know, I I love uh, Dune the the David Lynch version. I I me too. I still <laughs> love to watch it. it I yeah. know it's an incredibly flawed movie, but I still 
can't help but love that movie. Harkonnen and, is disgusting. Oh, he man. is. Oh, he yeah, is so disgusting with the friggin' boil when they're lancing the boil. <laughs> oh, God. so good. And, but, and Sting, and Sting is really good in it. Oh yeah. yeah. But I would have loved to have what seen deep. what what Yodorowsky would have done with it. It would for been, sure. Yeah. There are pre-production drawings out there, and there's oh, a little. That, um, that there's Paul even Pope drawing. Oh yeah. Oh my God, dude. Yes, Imagine yes. if Mobius got to draw Dune. I got to put. He did draw some of it. Oh, Wait, what? Have you have you ever seen the Sienkiewicz Dune? And um, so. H.R. Oh, Giger. I do have to track that down. Sienkiewicz, Sienkiewicz did the uh, the Marvel adaptation. It was right? the Marvel Treasury Edition, right? Yeah, it's by Sienkiewicz. It is fucking amazing. That is good. Yeah. Yes, it's good. But uh, yeah, it, what was I going to say? I was going to say something else. Oh, and, and as far as Dune goes, I love the Lynch version, but have you ever seen the miniseries that played on the Sci-Fi Channel? Sci-Fi with William <laughs> Hurt? Yeah. Yes, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, it's, actually, I, mean, I think it, I have I think I have the DVD of that version. And actually, Children of Dune Toon was good, too. I what? like them. Children of Dune was very good from the you Sci-Fi know, I Channel. I need to read those books at some point. I, I, I keep trying. Yeah, I think I'd like to. I've tried to get into them so many times, and it just, for some reason, they end up just sitting off to the side, and I don't read them. They're difficult reads, especially yeah. the first one. Yeah, it's yeah. it's rough. I'll just watch the David Lynch version. He was smart <laughs> to put the uh, the Gam Jabbar scene early in the book, because as a kid, when I was reading Dude, Dune, I'm like, that is the coolest thing ever. And I just kept <laughs> reading because of that, you know, stick your hand in the box. What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> I set them up, and you guys knock them down. <laughs> you said stick your hand in, and I'm thinking of uh, that scene with, with Timothy Dalton in, in Flash, Gordon, <laughs> where he's got a oh, yeah. in the plant. Yeah, <laughs> keep putting your hands in whoever gets bit first, and it's Flash Gordon was a great. I mean, for I love it. Or, Flash or, Gordon was a great fucking movie, man. Ornella Mutu. Oh, oh uh, Ornella Mutu was. <laughs> Delicious in that movie. Yeah, Timothy yeah, Dalton was good too. He was great in that. And, 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 and I mean, we're talking. Jay! Yep. And, and yeah, that per, he would made a perfect Volstag. But the um, agreed, agreed. Uh, what, what what freaked me out was when wow. um, his uh, I, I can't I, I'm forgetting the dude's name. The, the guy who um, who tortured, who was interrogating Ming's daughter, and and when when he died, how he Clytus. Yeah, and then, but 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 on, on his death, the way his his body reacted to dying that that freaked me out as a kid. Clayton's on board. And it was and, and 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 Ming with the oh, it was it was such a and Topol with oh god, it was Max von Sydow. Come my, yeah, on, it was, like, it, was, it was so good. But yeah. fall and on then, your sword. And then, and then Sam Jones eventually goes on to play the spirit in a TV movie, which was better than the, anyway. The uh, uh, <laughs> David. Gotta bust my balls, don't you? Um, my <laughs> but anyway, wait, let me just wrap this up. Humanoids, 64 pages, hardcover, 1995. If you have yet to read the Meta Barons and you want to see what the hubbub is all about, get it, because it's a nice introduction. You'll know damn well by the time you close the back cover if you're going to enjoy the Meta Barons or not, because it's, it's uh, very similar. It's worth the 20 bucks, and I, and I think that the if you like Dune, uh, I, I think that's a pretty good comparison for for what the Meta Barons is about. It's, I mean, it is. Yeah. Um, it's cosmic with a big C. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of, 
big concepts in it, but there's it, it's a lot of action and uh, kick-ass weapons and and that kind of stuff. But yeah, there's some major major big concepts in it as well. I it, I I need to get through it, but I've been kind of taking my time with it. Yeah, you should. That's a good thing. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I would. All right, David. Uh, well, the, um, the one thing I, I wanted the, the done in one that uh, since you mentioned done in one, uh, this actually, I guess, is part of a ongoing narrative. But it, it, this is Fantastic Four six oh six, which I mentioned a couple of weeks ago while we were recording. Uh, the the ever so generous Mr. Pat Loika gifted me with the issue through Comicsology, and uh, so I read it and. He wasn't wrong in that it, it it is a good story. It is a done in one. It's it's uh it's penciled by Ron Garney. And nice. it's it's it is nice and, and I can say it is penciled by Ron Garney. And it is it is it is for a Fantastic Four issue because it's Ron Garney, it is not colored by Paul Mounts. It is actually what? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's colored what? by um by, Wait a by Jason Keith who who, Does who that- colors does that no, his, his, no, no, his streak was broken a while ago, dude. Because his his streak was broken. If not during the um, uh, the Miller Hitch run, it was it was broken. No, it was it was that. it was it was no, it was, it was going it was, it was going strong into the Hickman stuff. It was going strong, and he definitely. I don't know if he. I don't even know if he colored the Gene Ha fill-ins when Waringo was on the book. But I know yeah, he Paul did. Mounts, Okay, well his he, his. Mount, his was streak. He was this. gonna. He was gonna break Stan and Jack's streak of. And he may have. He may have. Sorry. I don't think. No, it's okay. I mean, and and it's. I know. I know. Jason Keith has been has been coloring Garney's pencils for a while, so I don't know. I, I'd have to look. Not now, but I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Mounts's was was broken before six oh six. Excuse uh, me for a second, David. What is this called again? It's Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Number one. Six, six. You broke up. Six two six. Six oh six. Six zero six. Okay. Six hundred. Gotcha. And six. Do it. Uh, so it's back to Fantastic Four again. Yes. It, well, there's still the FF going on, but this is just the Fantastic Four. All four original members. Uh, the story is is somewhat predictable. They're 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 going on a journey, and and they're they're fighting. Strange creatures, alien creatures. Um, you find out at the end of the issue what they were doing. D- depending on what you experienced or what you were, what you may have watched while while you were growing up, uh, you may know where the Fantastic Four are traveling through, where where, where they are. Um, so so they have to they they um they they're on a mission. Uh, the mission is to save somebody. They they uh, they 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 come across some obstacles along the way. It is it, it is a it is a very I don't want to say touching. It is it is a good story. It's it it's fitting for the Fantastic Four universe. It's fitting for their family. Um, it is it's pretty straightforward. I mean, there's some flashbacks as as Reed and Sue are telling Ben and Johnny what what they're going to be going through and experiencing. But um, but I think I think. Ever since Scar, when when after 
Amazing Spider-Man when when um, before it became pre uh, One More Day when when Garney and Reinhold were I, I really do think that that Garney looked his best last when Bill Reinhold was inking him ever since mm-hmm. then when he's been doing his pencils and his colored pencils yeah I got you I got you on that um, and I don't know what he's been doing well oh after Scar he did uh, Wolverine Weapon X with, with yes. Jason Aaron and 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 that wasn't too bad but really. Since since Scar, his his work has been a lot more loose, a lot a lot rougher, and mm-hmm. and it, it depending and on on something like Wolverine, you want rough, you want I mean that works that that that's fitting. Fantastic Four, it may not have to be polished, but you, I I I don't want I really don't want to see in a Fantastic Four book, you know, like unerased pencil marks or or just or right. or, or or coloring over Garney's pencils as pretty as they may be. Um, but art aside, you know, Hickman, like I said, it, it, it's, a, it's a pretty cool story. Um, you know, it is the first Fantastic Four issue I've read in, in, long, in well over a year. I mean, ever since, I mean, shortly, I, I, Eaglesham was still penciling it, I think, when, when, when I left Fantastic Four. So it's been a while. Um, but I, I, you know, I got to thank Pat for, for, for getting me the issue, and, and I had no problem with it. It, it could have been, th- this, this is a Fantastic Four story that could have been told during any era, whether it was Stan and Jack, whether it was Byrne, whether it was oh. Ringo, it was it, it, it was a story. That, I mean, aside from the costumes, because they're wearing their FF or the, the white funky costumes that they're wearing now. Um, it, aside from the costumes, the uniforms, it it would have been fitting. And it, this could probably, excuse me, this could probably be um, like if they decided to do a ten best Fantastic Four stories collection. Th- this would this would probably be in it. It of was, all time, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. I mean, I mean, just I mean, not not part of like major arcs or anything. Just you know, like like the best, the best of the Fantastic Four stories that you know, and 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 this I could see this being in there. It was because of because of the mission Aaron. I'm saying it there wasn't hmm. it wasn't like there was anything groundbreaking or or you know there there were and and what was neat is that and. Be, Maybe I'm wrong because I haven't been reading it. There really weren't any little things. There, there weren't any, um, any side plot lines going on. There, there nice. weren't any, any, any seeds planted that, you know, if, if, if you like this, then continue. No, it was just, boom, this was it. Between these two covers, you have a complete story. This is, this is a, a, an assignment, a mission that they're going on, and, you know, they, they have to complete it or something bad will happen. And, and, and that's that's what the story is, and and it's good and enough, right? It is, it is. I'm I'm literally being vague because I don't want to. If anybody does check it out, or anybody, any long time Fantastic Four readers who who went away uh, as Sickman's story was was unfolding, or for whatever reason, if if you are familiar with the Fantastic Four family, I think you will enjoy this issue. Wow, it's just a really good standalone FF story. Yes, I agree. Yes, I like that. that's exactly. Cool. Are you in the mood for more Eagle Sham? Oh, David. Well, you better go get Hulk fifty-three. Oh, because because okay. Eagle Eagle Sham is drawing it. Uh, you know who Parker threw in here just to uh, sweeten the pot? Some? Alpha Flight, all of them. Really, all yep. of them. All of them. It's it's Red Hulk, Alpha Flight, uh, A Bomb, Machine Man. Is is a a, a major nice. character in this story? It's the first part. Uh, both of the She Hulks, red and green, are in here, mm-hmm. and it, like I said, it's Dale Eaglesham. Oh my God! It's and he inks his own work apparently because he's just listed as artists. 
J- Daly well, is, I, th- is I think he was artist. listed as as artist when the Fantastic Four stuff started too. I don't think he had an inker. Oh, but there's okay. There's none of that pencil-y stuff here. Really? Yes. Oh, so it's it's more finished than his FF work was. Well, I don't know it, if I'd say that. Okay. Okay. No, it's inked. It's okay. There, there's that's none of none of nice, the. Nice. Uh, yeah, and it looks fantastic. They didn't up the contrast to make it look inked. But if you want to continue on the Eagle Sham Alpha Flight, go right into the Hulk because it's continuing there. There you go. And what the hell happened to Marina? Oh, she does, look, what do you mean? She, does, she does not look like the Marina. She, I mean, she's no, first of all, she's not a giant sea monster. She yeah. isn't. No. She, not. So wait, I thought. So where does this tie into? What happened? What happened to her yeah. post? the list oh i have no idea last time i remember she was gigantic uh sea monster making things nasty for for namers yeah and and well that's the thing yeah and i think her husband had issues with her during there was there was the list one shot x-men issue and and uh namor and uh, he kind of dealt with her and that's that was that, that was actually davidson farmer and that was the last time i remember seeing her well she's hot again Okay. She's tight. Her belly's ripped, and she's yeah. She's still, she's, she's still got that haircut. The 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 little boy. It still smells like fish. It, it, That's it's it's it. <laughs> Pete. It's like it's <laughs> the eyes, like gonna cry. <laughs> well, you know, um, judging by the splash page, I can't tell, but her hair is uh, neck length, and it one. it looks like it's um, you know how they do that highlighting with the with the the stripes. It looks kind of like that. So it's. Uh, oh. When you hold on, when you when you're saying the last time you saw her was when she was making trouble for Neymar, are you talking about in Dark Rain? Or are you talking about way back? No, that, that, way back in the day. He's talking about way back, and 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 I'm I'm asking if he read Dark Rain the list. I, I did yeah, not. Okay, okay, because that was the last time I saw her, and and I'm surprised that she's even being discussed in a book these days. Well, hmm. you may not. I don't know if you read this, David, but she, along with a bunch of other characters, were retconned back into chaos. life during the Chaos King thing. Okay, all right, that's that's oh, okay. chaos. I mean chaos. We're getting ready to fall into continuity hell right now, aren't we? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Um, Van Lenty, Van Lenty, and 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 they they didn't. Van Lenty and Pop didn't want um, they didn't want to be burdened by the when they started the Alpha Flight series. They thought that yeah. the I think they were correct, and they they thought that the uh, there was so much confusing continuity over the last you know half half a dozen years with alpha flight between who was killed and then you know the 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 evil mutant guy from you know uh, uh what's his name um, i can't remember the one that was in omega flight he, you know him him like having that energy and then wiping out all of uh, omega flight and like they were just saying there were so many of them that were dead or missing that they decided that during um Pockwood during chaos war take the opportunity to bring everybody back to a point where they wouldn't be make a big deal of explaining it all. It would just happen, and then when they started Alpha Flight, the, the, the series, that they would then just be able to just tell stories without having to explain why they're back and what it mattered and all that sort of Smart stuff. Smart move, so, yeah. yeah. That's but cool. Marina okay. was part of that whole crew. The only one that wasn't part of that, that retcon where they all came back to life was Puck. And oh, then okay. he he was in um, Hell, which was, you know, Jason Aaron did that run where, where Wolverine got sent to Hell. Right. And Puck was his homeboy in hell trying to help him get back out. So I, I still have the um the eight or nine with the point one issue of, of Alpha Flight sitting here. So I'll be reading that soon. So I'm not I again and, and I you know, if if anybody appeared so that that was Chaos Word. Does this Chaos Word No Alpha Flight had interfere itself. I'm sorry. Okay. 
Never mind. <laughs> he answered his own question. Yep. Bam. There you go. We have yet to hear from the boy. Uh, it's been a busy week for me outside of the comics world. I haven't gotten to read too much, but I did read um, uh, Jonathan Hickman and Ryan Bodenheim's new creator-owned work, uh, Secret, which, uh, you know, Hickman's back strong doing the uh, the creator-owned stuff. He's been doing a bunch of different stuff lately. Um, and uh, he worked with Bodenheim on that um, on that one shot that he did for uh, for one of the um, for one of the pilot seasons. Um, I can't remember the not Red Mass for Mars. The um, the one he did it was a uh, basically it was a, a planetary war that was going on. I can't think of the name right now. Oh, I know the one you're talking but, about. Yeah. But anyway, I know he, I know he worked with them then, and then obviously they had a good report. So he and Bodenheimer are doing the series now. So. Um, uh, Secret is basically, uh, it's like nothing that, that, that Hickman's done so far. It's very, very graphic. Um, at its heart, there's an espionage element to it. Um, basically, it centers around a, um, a, a, a group, a consulting firm, I guess you could say, that's job is to um, figure out the security flaws in companies. And they do that by breaking into the companies or, you know, their systems or whatever. And then they're paid a tremendous amount of money to fix those problems and then give them protection. But it seems that they're working both sides of the coin, that they're also stealing from these companies and using it to their advantage. Um, so sort of the, the people that they're stopping are actually working with them too. Um, and it's uh, – Bodenheim, it, it's interesting. He His style, for those that, that don't know, is like a – a, a less, um, I would say, a less stylized Burnham. You know, um, like he's he's got a, a loose, organic feel. The people look real; they look flawed. You know, they don't like nobody's overtly pretty. But at the same point in time, you know, it's not quite as exaggerated or fluid as I say, like guys like Burnham or you know, a um, a Quietly might be. So I don't know that he's in their their they're yet in their category, but he's still damn good, I think. Um, and it's a really, really violent book, um, which uh, would appeal to Vince. I mean, it, it, it's almost like he's channeling his inner, uh, like, <laughs> Warren Ellis or Garth Ennis, you know, like a little bit in this first foray. Um, and the probably the most distinctive thing about the book is the, the color palette. Um, a lot of the panels are just black and white with gray tones, and then every now and then there's a panel that uh, uses, like, one vibrant color, whether it be red or blue, or, you know, it's just different, different panels have different, a different color choice, but, uh, very, you know, Hick, with all, as with all Hickman books, the, the, the layout and the, the, there's a graphic element quality to it that kind of makes it stand out as you read it, but, uh, but, but interesting, you know, it's, it's like many first issues, it, it definitely roped me in, but I have no idea what's coming next, and, uh, I guess that's part of the fun, so. But that, now, that, um, that's from Image? Yes, yes, sir, Image cool. indeed. Yep, secret. Uh, it's uh, it's 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 a uh, first issue is called Teeth with which to eat. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's three fifty, and the second issue I believe came out today. I could be wrong about that, but I believe it did. I, I believe you're correct. Yes, yeah, so. uh, I do recall seeing something on the table called Secret. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I took it. your advice, Jason. Oh yeah. Yeah, going back a time for everything. A, a <laughs> going back a boatload of episodes. Remember when you talked about the Homeland Directive? Oh yes. Yeah. Well, uh, the trigger for me on this was Mike Huddleston. Mm-hmm. 
I so enamored with what he was doing on Butcher Baker, Butcher Baker. And, and other stuff that I said, how? I mean, how bad can it be? I, I don't have a, a a fondness for espionage like like Chris yes. and 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 y'all, but uh, I thought, what the hell? It's Mike Huddleston. I I have to read it, and I was surprised at how roped in I was by the story. Mm-hmm. It, it's an amazing little book. Um, and it's complex as hell. I mean, the, the, the plot line is not simple. It, it involves, um, uh, what is it? The, uh, Secretary of, uh, Homeland Security or something, uh, using a, a virus intended to infect Russian weapons to stir up, uh, the shit back at home in order to bolster his budget for, uh, Homeland Security and get him in good with the president. So me, concurrently, he has two microbiologists targeted for assassination because they have experience, or the one in particular has experience with this virus. And there, there's a government-sponsored hit on these these two uh, scientists. One goes off without a hitch. Unfortunately, the other one, uh, the female doctor named Laura. Um, she is lucky enough to have a couple guardian angels in the FBI who don't like the tactics of certain elements within the current administration, and they they save her and and they use um, clandestine black uh, budget money to to fund. She's uh, diabetic too, and and they have to fund her uh, her. Uh, I mean, moving around the country is not cheap, especially if you don't want to be seen. So they're they're jumping from hotel to hotel, trying to protect their life, and and what uh, wasn't one of the government agencies the Bureau of Consumer Affairs? Like I I don't know what the Bureau of Consumer Affairs does other than you know protect consumers, but apparently, and that was the one dry part in the book. They they detail what exactly the Bureau of Consumer Affairs does and what like how deep their reach is, and I was stunned at some of the stuff. Uh, over which they they hold sway, right? Uh, one of their own is a, a a turncoat, and he helps the FBI. But it's just the story's deep, and I'm like, wow, this is I I, I just you know when they say a page turner, I so had to keep turning the espionage stories that you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, after this, I really don't know. I'm I so I, I I don't think like I'll be honest with you. After the first Parker, I bowed out. Uh, beautiful art, notwithstanding, there well, wasn't enough. That's not enough. an espionage story. That's a crime story. But yeah, kind of cloak and dagger crime stuff uh, okay. melded with espionage doesn't do anything for me. Even though uh, Cook is brilliant, I mean, I, I to me yeah. it was an art book. I'm just looking at the pictures, right? Uh-huh, but sure. but this is equally um, part art book because Huddleston's work is amazing. And as Jason said, Truth. he does the the style is not. I mean, he mixes it up. There'll be one page when it's just straight um, traditional inks with minimal color. The next page is full process color then he'll do photo realistic stuff and throwing in the dot patterns that just that right alone just warms my heart whenever i see a dot pattern in there used to great effect watercolor it looks like there's some of them the stuff is done with with um pa- you know pastels or chalks it's just an amazingly vibrant vivid book uh and it was it's the art that that roped me in but the story just grabbed me by the throat i mean it's engrossing isn't it jason 
Uh, it was. I mean, and and recall, I thought that the the star of the book was definitely Huddleston uh, as well. Um, yeah. Uh, I I definitely don't. I mean, I enjoyed the story, but I, it's one of those ones where I I think if it was drawn in a I hate to use the term conventional, but uh, in a more traditional fare, um, I, I don't I don't know that I would have been as uh, enamored with the story just for the sake of it. But uh, but but you know, Huddleston's way of 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 illustration takes you into this kind of mode where you you can almost sense the conspiracy all around you know it's 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 not you're not just reading feeling. yeah you're not just reading the words you're you're feeling these epidemiologists being closed in on and chased um yeah. uh which it's just uh so so this is definitely like the we always talk about comics being at their best when they're a marriage of art and story i mean this is a a book that would be a fraction of what it, it is without this particular artist i would say so yeah and if if you hold your um elected officials uh in a an elevated uh position this book may um rub you the wrong way because in uh venditti's world everybody in the government's dirty true yeah everybody i mean going into the home stretch you think okay this guy's clean Mm, nah (laughs) <laughs> it just doesn't work that way, but uh, I'm sure that's more true to life than we'd care to admit. So we'll, you know, check it out. It's a, it's, it's just a fantastic book. It's from Top Shelf. Uh, Robert Venditti wrote it, and Mike Huddleston brought it to vivid life. It's a great little book. How much is it? Fourteen ninety five, cheap. It has French oh. end flaps too. Full nice. colors. You gotta love, great you gotta love the flaps. So I do like the flaps. <laughs> Nice. I love the flaps. Yeah. Not when they're. I don't like large flaps. You know what I'm saying? I don't don't like loose flaps. True. (laughs) We're getting somewhere. I don't think we want to go. No. No, we would not do that. What else we got? You know what? I. I, Let me ask you guys this. I. Because I have been. Well, sort of. I mean, it's not really. I mean, please, by all means, tie it into comics if you can. Um. While I was painting and rearranging and everything in my room, and I had I had the TV on, on 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 the Roku box via Netflix, I've been watching the the best Star Trek series, uh, Deep Space Nine, from the beginning. And and I I remember You're throwing that out there to to cause controversy, aren't you? No, because <laughs> it, it 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 we can go back and forth about that but it's i i remember watching it when it premiered sunday nights and 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 i really haven't seen it like i can watch an episode of the next generation or even the original series i can watch everything except the voyager on on repeat if if i'm changing the channels and an episode of star trek happens to be on i'll watch it but deep space nine really wasn't one even after it went into syndication and even now you really don't see too many you could you you can turn on BBC America and watch a bunch of episodes of The Next Generation, but that's because that's because of Patrick Stewart. That and that's fine, sure. You know he plays a French dude on the show. Hey, but you know BET can <laughs> oh my BET step up any time, David. So what? The, oh, really? Really? I don't get it. Really? Because because of Avery Brooks and Michael Dorn. Because of Hawk. Oh. Um, and and so well, hey, so oh, why why you just enjoyed it? And any so we have. Hey, you're 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 the one that doesn't like female captains. No, no, it, it had nothing. To, Voyage <laughs> that had nothing to do with Kate Mulgrew. The the um, 
but I, I never wa- really watched Deep Space Nine as as the years have gone on since it originally came out. So as I'm I, I, I'm watching episodes and and I'm I'm up to the beginning of of season four, and there are things that are different in in my memory than than, than they actually happened. I thought, for example, I I thought. Cisco shaved his head like shortly after the first season ended, and and he doesn't shave his head like the fourth season, and and there are things like that that I'm finding out. I think the 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 Dominion was mentioned in the first season. I didn't think they were really mentioned until late into maybe the second or the third. So I mean, whether it's it's television or anything like that, or, or comic books that you've gone back to read, whether it's Contest of Champions or Secret Wars or Cry, anything that you've read. Ages ago, are are there things that that your memory really wasn't uh, true to how they really were? Hell yeah, every oh, damn yeah. day. Well, I know every. Well, yeah, because you're old. But I'm just. I know. It's, and 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 the other. I mean, and the reasons why I I prefer Deep Space Nine over Next Generation. Not to say, and and that's no slight because without Next Generation, we wouldn't have Deep Space Nine. But with with DS Nine, we we kind of we hit the ground running. There really was DS Nine the one with the female captain. No, no that, that was Voyager. That was, that was Voyager. D- Deep Space Nine was the one that they just basically stayed was, on the space it, station. It was the space station. And David, Who was the captain, Benjamin oh, Scott, Avery yeah. Brooks. Oh, Avery Brooks. Okay, yeah, I, I think I only yeah. saw a couple episodes of that ever. Well, da- oh. David's probably right. It's it's probably the best of the series as far as writing and character development. It it got dark. I mean, yes. it was it was it was by far the darkest of of the series and dealt with some it, it got into social relevance maybe it more political. than it was i mean there were politics and religious aspects i mean they were talking about creationism versus evolution and and they were just i mean they they touched on everything and this really this was this was a star, yeah. this was the first star trek series that did not really have did not have the gene roddenberry influence there was this was created by berman and pillar who were the executive producers after Roddenberry died? So, so this was this was the first of the Star Trek series that that had no no Great Bird of the Galaxy hands on, and and it was just, it I think I think in in, a, in there are definitely aspects of where that was a benefit. It was is it's worth um, is worth there yet? Oh yeah, no. At the beginning of the fourth season, Worf shows up because okay. that's when okay. that's when the Klingons want to um, battle. The, the the Kardashians and and the the, the Kardashians? The, no. <laughs> oh jeez. Actually, no, it is. It is it is an alien race of bubble headed and high in high heels. Versus Lamar Odom. Their guns shoot Botox. Their 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 primary weapon is to make complete planets fucking dumb. You know, David, I gotta admit, I think I'm not a, a Star Trek fan, uh, unless it's the original series. Right. But I have Next to. Generation. I see. I have absolutely no love for Next Generation. I can't even watch it. Um, no, uh, I, I respect the the talent and the of the actors and the stories and everything. It's just. Bleh. Um, I think uh, Deep Space Nine was definitely the most challenging to write, I would assume, because where you had the luxury on the other shows of, you know, let's go planet hopping, yep. Deep Space Nine yep. basically is a static location, the yes. base, right? Yeah. All, so all, all, all the stories had to come to them. but Right, right. But, but because of that, they were able to really get in-depth 
into the planet that they were were circling and and the whole the whole basis of the show and why ds9 was important is because it sat at the mouth of a wormhole a stable wormhole yes. that that opened into a very far off part of the 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 universe 70,000 light years away or something it would yeah. take you, it would take you 70 almost 70 years to get to the game of collection by ship Look and at I, you and this well dude i've been watching it so it's Trekkie. it's uh, yeah well Trekker. trek or i yeah, yeah i i can i know the shows i don't walk around like you know with the spot here that's the difference no between a tracker and a trekkie. Uh, no, I'm not gonna lie. Well, just just the years is nothing else. But the the um, with with with, with, in, with in Space Nine, you have right. I mean, it was and it was it was and it was also pre Babylon Five. So you, you'll have the people who who really love Babylon Five who will probably try to argue how much better Babylon Five was because that was also on a space station. But the um, Earth's it, last best the, hope. The the Deep Space Nine ties into the next generation because the um commander benjamin cisco is is ready to leave starfleet ready to retire because his wife died on the ship that the borg attacked when picard was locutus so locutus yeah. you're scaring me and 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 uh well so so uh, so cisco and picard have a very icy relationship. Yeah, very bit. icy. Um, so while so so yes, in the pilot episode, they discover the wormhole. But the the um, the reason the Federation and and Bajor, the the planet that the that Deep Space Nine uh, satellites, the the, uh, the 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 Cardassian occupation finally left. Or, or, or the their their fight with the Bajorans is over. So, um, well, they, so the, they they were done. They completely they, 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 mined, they mined and, the and, the planet yeah, of anything that was that was, was worthwhile. Work. The, the the kind of the the way. I'm sorry to if I'm stepping on you, David. Uh, um, the Bajor is the Middle East after they discovered oil. The Federation is NATO, and the Cardassians are are the Russians. <laughs> Can't like stop here in Cardassians. No, I know. I know. I know. When I was when I was as as I'm as I'm going through some of but, the older episodes and, and they're titled that, I'm like, oh god. It's just, but, cause you, but would you would you say that's probably a a, a fair yes. compare? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. and you have and and. The the Bajorans are are um, they're very religious people. Everything is about their religion is is everything. And um, and Cisco actually when when going through the wormhole, well, when Cisco ends up becoming the emissary, and and so the the um, the religious people on and the Arbiter too. He uh, he they they look to him as as a as a spiritual figure and and um the prophets speak through him if you want to say so it's um there are a few things going on here but it's it's i just as i'm watching it things are unfolding at at a little bit of a different clip than than what i originally remember because i mean this this was also this premiered like 93 so i was i was a few years a couple years out of out of high school graduating high school so i mean it's it's um i also didn't 
recognize things as as they were happening and the characters that 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 they introduced that not even that they that that show up on an episode but i mean the regular cast of characters you have um from Benson, because that's where I remembered him. Renee uh, Jean as Odo, who's the shapeshifter, who, who's the chief of security, and he was fantastic in that. You had, um, you you had. Um, he was the data of the show. Yeah, he kind of. Uh, but you had, but what was great is as I'm as I'm watching it, and and Avery Brooks and and Cisco, just just as he's as he's playing Ben Cisco, um, I, I love how he can have his. Man in charge of the station hat on his dad hat when he's talking to his son, his friend hat, and I mean he can just. Whereas when when I see Picard, whether he's on Risa or he's he's in the ready room or even even Kirk, you can Kirk was always Kirk no matter in no matter the situation, whether whether he was hanging out with with Bones and Spock or or you know. Arguing with a Klingon, he, he was always that that person. Whereas this, that, that green chick, that chick. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely. Right. I mean, Cisco had to be so many different things. He was a father and yeah. a captain and a religious figure and, and an ambassador. Kirk was a father. And he, well, correctly, he yeah. uh, was, and then he let his son die. So the 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 uh, oh, snap, dude. He, um, he let him die. Well, <laughs> he, that's um, okay because he can come to conventions with him now. That, no, that was that, that was that was Stewart. That was Patrick Stewart. Oh, um, Kirk. Oh, yeah. Sorry. The, uh, um, but hey, he gave us Genesis, so that's all right. So, so David <laughs> Kirk can die. The um, whereas most kids or teenagers on television shows would annoy the hell out of me, Jake Cisco and Nog never did. And and it was just it it really was just a really well done show I found and and you you see things like my favorite episodes seem to be the ones that that deal with Garrick who is who's a tailor on the space station but oh, yeah, was a awesome, member yeah. of the Obsidian Order who kind of basically interrogated um, Bajorans. Um, yeah, it's just and and you have as as Odo wants to find out more about himself, and and we find out that um that there's more to his people than than we them to be. It, it's just that there's mysteries, and then they have they do return to the mirror universe uh, in the second season. They 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 cross over through the wormhole. Uh, two of the characters come across the mirror universe, and and um, they reference Kirk and and the original series um, mirror universe episode. You've and in uh, towards the later seasons, there's they actually um, team up with the original series when when they had the trouble with Tribbles episode, and you have Cisco and O'Brien and a few of the other characters standing next to Scotty and Kirk and Spock. Um, there's there's an episode where they kind of have like this alternate reality where you think um where this is all in Cisco's head he's it's it's really like a 1940s science fiction publishing firm and he's thought up all these stories about these these characters on the space station in the future and and whether or not that's the actual reality it's just it really was a different star trek and and it i i miss it and i'm and i'm glad i can watch it now but you know to i never 
want to watch an episode of Voyage. I never did when it was on, but I, and I really never even kind of watched it. Was it was good. It was good whenever they started getting into the Borg stuff, especially. You know, but, but you talk like 1993 when this was coming out. That was really a, a pretty good time for sci-fi because Babylon 5 was... Yeah. Was just kind of um, getting up and running, so there was there was some sci-fi on you know on TV that was going places that uh, you know that really hadn't been explored. It was there was a, a darkness to to stuff and and a depth to some of the storytelling that was uh, it was it was pretty pretty cool you know for the for the, for the time. And you know I know that we still have um, you know with cable TV you know even more so now. Uh, a lot of a lot of chance. You know, we never would have had a Game of Thrones in in the early '90s, but no. um, oh, yeah. not, you know, nothing on that scale. But uh, uh, it's some pretty wide sweeping epic stories being told, which was which was neat. But to to tie it in into comics, as I'm going through all this, as I'm rearranging my room and finding piles of of books I haven't read in ages, I find. I find the seven issues of the crew, which I'm going to be rereading very soon. Oh yeah, um, and that's going to go. I mean, regardless of whatever I have on the top of of, of my vagina, this is what's going to make it way to the top. I'll reread that before anything else. But I also found yet again Detective Comics 526, which I remember, and I'll find out how much my memory is off on this. But that's the issue where basically. Um, pre-crisis or, or, or pre-tire-stealing douche Jason Todd becomes oh Robin. God. And, so and, much anger. So it's that character. The man holds on? Yeah. grudges when it comes to I this. know. Yeah, God, we yeah, need to get like Jason, Jason Todd <laughs> and, and Kyle together. You know, and, oh, no, that'd hey, be no, the no, ultimate no, team-up no. book for him. That would, J- that would Jason be, oh, and Kyle. Oh, Grady, you have a crossover with Erica Grady. The uh, hard traveling heroes. Oh, Jesus! You have um, <laughs> this, this. This issue kind of basically because Jason Todd's origin originally or initially was a an echo of of Dick Grayson's parents were acrobats and and I mean he he basically his 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 acrobat outfit looked very much like Robin's from what and again I'm going by what I remember and then but Killer Croc was behind. The death of Jason Todd's parents, and 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 this had art by by Don Newton and Alfredo Alcala. So I mean, I I just I'm dying to find it, and it's a double size. It's like the 500th appearance of of Batman Detective Comics. So I'm, and it's 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 double size, sixty cent issue. So I can't wait, and and I'm sure like the main story is probably like only eighteen pages. So I'm expecting it to go on forever, and and the art's going to be great, and the story's going to be awesome because I think it might have even been Doug Munch. But I'm just, I'm, I'm I'm not ready to be disappointed, but I'm kind of just expecting to be. But I mean, I don't know. But it's still going to be. So you're a comic book fan. I'm a comic book fan, but I just remember <laughs> I remember Jason Todd jumping out, and and it had there was on stage you had all of Batman's rogues, you had Penguin, you had Ridley, you had Killer Moth, you had all these characters there, and and I do remember like Jason Todd jumping out from somewhere and like beating on Killer Croc's head like like he was going to do any damage with his little ten year old fists, but it was just never know. No, you never know. You, you never get know. Him in the eye, you get him in the eye. So, but I'm just I just know that. I, I, it's just yes. Yeah, so it, they're just things where I know my memory is just my childhood memory. It's like fruit stripe gum. I, I you had a piece of that when you were like you know eight years old, and the flavor went on yeah. forever. I, I had a piece when I was like twenty, 
and like two chews and it's like and the flavor's gone. I'm like Shit it's just it's yeah. made for like, you know, eight year old mouths. It's crazy. You know what else is made for eight-year-old mouths? Oh, no. Let me do another segue. <clears throat> Speaking of disappointment. Oh. <laughs> All right. How often have I spoken about trade dress on our show? Uh, not, 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 not very, no. Day, but, yeah. Because I really you're, don't you're, care, you're right? The guy, you're the guy that rips off the... the right, dress. exactly. I don't, I'm not too, too uh, mindful of trade dress. Obviously, because it hasn't impacted me to this degree in the past, but I'm a little bit disappointed with Dark Horse. Just a little. Okay. You know that I've been faithfully buying the eerie and creepy archives? Mm-hmm. 50, oh, 50 bucks a pop, change, right? Did they change the trade dress halfway through? Slightly, but oh, it's it's annoying. it's slight enough. No, you know what? It's not slightly. It's It's about... It's a moderate change. So, Eerie's up to volume nine. No, volume ten. Volume nine, fifty bucks a pop, right? So do the math. Nine volumes yeah. at fifty bucks. Volume ten, they changed the trade dress on the spine, and in doing so, it's they use the same format, but they bump the Eerie logo up about two inches to make way for a huge honking brilliant white dark horse logo the previous volumes just say in regular type dark horse books now you got the damn dark horse logo and dark horse in shocking white on the bottom of the spine and it's a it's a speed bump it looks you can see the new i mean here i am looking at like all right 12 volumes of Eerie, 10 volumes of, of, no, 12 volumes of Creepy, 10 volumes of Eerie, and one leaps off the shelf, the one with the damn white Dark Horse logo on it. And normally I wouldn't care about stuff like this because, you know, ooh, they changed the trade dress on, on Sandman, big deal, right? Now it's Creepy and Eerie. Man, this hits me home, you know what I mean? And, and I shouldn't care because it's just, damn trade dress it doesn't affect the stories inside right but i'm looking at the shelf and all i could see is that damn white logo you're a graphic designer you should make your own dust jacket oh snap and i should have seen it coming but i thought it was an anomaly because on the eerie presents hunter like that daredevil they did it but i'm thinking okay that's a special volume it doesn't fit in with the regular trade dress on the the archive editions Uh uh-uh i guess that's the new um trade dress with the big dark horse logo ah uh, i'm not pissed off because i mean i think there there are worse things in life with which to be perturbed right but yeah, it's just kind sure, of annoying it's, but it's for it's, it's important to you it's a, it's a little annoying well, if, yeah if it makes you feel better my my three oversized hardcovers of runaways all look the same and thank god the only uh. <laughs> definitely thank god but the i i know because you even pointed this out, the the oversized hardcovers of the Bendis Daredevils are all pretty much identical, except for one where it's the Daredevil is like stretched out and the Marvel logo is smaller, and then you have one hardcover where the Daredevil is kind of like smooshed together. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, no, I no, you're right, and it it is. I mean, there are it either. I, mean, I don't even care about the essentials. Remember when they changed the form? Oh, well, and they, they did it a bunch like of times. Every other year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And these the essentials. Who cares? This is creepy and eerie, man. This is my lifeblood. And, and well, uh, it's it's not just that. I mean, they're they're archive editions. Yeah, and that's yeah. Fifty dollars. Kind of a yeah. That's a that's a high price point. Yeah. Oh well, nah. but 
Hey, let's uh, you know, you don't. Uh, yeah, they shouldn't. Uh, they shouldn't change trade dress on on a series. Once you start that, gonna, you need to. Right. It needs I mean, to be consistent all the way through. Unless they were coming out with a new printing, starting with a new volume one, reprinting volume one. I mean, but but you know, if it's and 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 which which volume is it that that but volume ten were, of volume ten of Erie. So yeah, so we're 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 already. Is that so? I mean, they've been not quite halfway through for a year, though, right? A what? They've been reprinting them for over a year. Or I, I'm not sure how they're how, oh, what they're doing with the older volumes. I, I don't know. They're keeping them in print, but uh, no. But I'm saying the collection started when? Oh Jesus! I don't know. Uh, about three, four years ago. Yeah, it's yeah. they they need to stay the course on that. That's I, I feel you, painter. Yeah, not so much pain. It's just like, why? Why you gotta do it's that? Annoyance. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let's look at the clock. The clock. I'm lost because we broke the sucker up into two chunks. So, yeah, I think we got some time. We could do a, an extra long in your travels. Because um, Chris and I have talk, looked at something. You want to talk real quickly about uh, probably the most notable book that came out this week? I would think just, so. Uh, Earth two number two. <laughs> it does have a decent cover, though. I I did see the cover for it? Earth. It's not bad. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. It's got to be better than the uh, interior. Okay. It Ooh, is. Uh, it's 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 officially it's officially arrived. Uh, something that uh, a year ago, uh, people if if people had not even really a year pre- ago, even if people had talked about it a year ago, say no, they'll never do that. They'd never dare. And uh, yep, they did it, and it came out today. And that's uh, the first of the before Watchmen. Uh, comics. So it's uh, Minutemen by uh, by Darwin Cook. Um, anybody else have a chance to uh, to pick this up today? Yes, indeed. Take a look at it. Uh, I mean, no, we'll have it on Friday, but not today. Okay. Well, we'll spoil spoiler free. Uh, Vince, what do you think? Uh, um, to, to say to say it's beautiful is an understatement. Nice Star One Cook. Yes. And it looks so nice. First thing I'm thinking is like, yeah, I want to buy that page. I want to buy that page. <laughs> yeah. I want to buy that page. I want to remortgage that. No, I want to buy that page. Uh, and then I get to the silhouette story and it's like, oh, I want to buy that page. Did, did you notice that there's a real subtle shift in the art from the prologue to when it goes yep. to uh, chapter one proper? I mean, he, I'm not saying he's aping Dave Gibbons, but. Yeah, he went. Oh, absolutely! It was absolutely um, going from Dave Gibbons to Darwin Cook, and even in the um, uh, in the narration, he yes. was going from Alan Moore to him. And I thought that was now nah, here we're giving spoilers away, but it's the first two pages. Uh, I thought it was brilliant that it's this introduction that feels very heavy and very Alan Moore, but and on purpose though. Yes, absolutely. And you turn the page, and then it's Darwin Cook saying, "You know what? I can't do this. <laughs> this is terrible. This, this, is, this, is, this is well. It's yeah. Him trying to sound like Alan Moore is terrible. The first and three pages are, or four pages are very metatextual. Very, very meta. Yeah. And it's like, hey, you know, it's basically Darwin Cook saying, "Kids, this isn't Watchmen. We know it's not Watchmen, but." there's still some really good stories that we can mine from this. So let's just sit back and make some comics. And yeah. I thought it was 
I, I thought that the setup was so good and did two things. It it did that. It, it explained what it was, but it also it also paid respect to Gibbons and more. And you know, it was very um, very upfront in in saying, you know what, we, we know this is based on what a lot of people consider the greatest piece of work from this medium in the history of this medium. Mm-hmm. It, we're not we're not going to be able to to hit that high note. So let's just sit back and and tell some stories with some of these characters. And yeah. uh, uh, I, I thought that was I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was great. Yeah, it's you, you know I like Jason. I have been unfollowing people on Twitter, Twitter left and right, just based based on their reception of this book. And in fact, I I I almost never tweet back to people I don't know but uh, yesterday somebody said uh, and I forget who it was I can look it up if anybody really cares somebody said I took great pleasure in taking my comp copy of uh, Minutemen from the postage uh, receptacle and throwing it right into the trash and then somebody I, I don't know and then somebody replied to him saying uh, you know uh, would that I were there with some lighter fluid and a match and I said I, I, I was like I, I really can't take this childish level of bullshit I said you know what I, I almost wish you punched your mailbox a couple of times because again, then your, your domination of inanimate objects would have been so yeah. much sweeter. You know, like, why do they take it personally that this thing uh, exists? Yeah. It, it's, it's not an know. affront to them. It's not an affront to the original creations. Alan Moore no. signed the papers. Okay. You're, you're, what, you're, what happened happened. You can't change what, that. What did we, what did we talk about earlier? We talked about DS9. Um, Roddenberry was dead. Um, things move on there were still stories to be told is it gonna in some people's eyes you know never be as good as that original 1960s series yeah probably there sure at least give it a damn chance yeah but yeah and and when when i was reading this it was kind of like wonton soup in that it was really cool for me to be reading a comic with a big grin on my face i you guys know how I feel about Alan Moore. You know, I think that he is far and away the the most brilliant creator that this medium has has ever seen. And in yeah, Watchmen, I've got like five different versions of that comic, and you know, from the absolute to the original issues to you know different graphic novel versions of it, and you know, I I've got Watchmen all over my house and i love that series i will always hold that up as, as one of the you know one of the grail comics um when i'm reading this this darwin cook comic that has to deal with these characters i've got a big grin on my face it's the first time you know in like almost 30 years that i've been able to read new stories with these characters and it was 
it was awesome to be able to do that. You know, it was like, you know, I know that the Star Wars prequels, you know, love them, hate them, you know, judge them independently or as a group. But but whenever they came out, wasn't it cool to get back into that universe for the first time, you know, in you know, 20 some odd years or whatever it was? It there's it it's it still is like this warm blanket that you can, you know, cover up with. And it's like, yeah, this is. I, I, I thought it was cool. Yeah, the, I, the, I would the have idea to... of it was cool, but then the execution and right. you sat through it, and you're like, but yeah. Just... I get where Chris is coming from. Right? I, and, do and, I do too. I do. In that respect, I would I would say yes. I understand. It's just unfortunate he chose Star Wars. The, the yes. start, right? Yeah, but no, oh, that that you know, that's but... a. In this instance, the the creation of the ancillary work is the construction is beyond reproach. I mean, this is not. George Lucas level of going back and and you know <laughs> buffing the shoes. This no, is I mean, Darwin this is, Damn this Cook, is, right, and, yeah, and and the art, the, the art and the story, uh, all the ducks are in a row. This is rock solid comic booking, okay? Yeah. But yeah. it's it's not Watchmen, and it's not going to be Watchmen. It just so happens that it features characters from Watchmen. I, 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 and it's it's staying it's staying true to their history, and, and they're all going to be different. They're all from you know obviously before Watchmen. They're all different different yeah. times. This is you know this is what nineteen fifties sixties fifties. I don't. Well, I mean the at, least, at, at it's, least it's it's it's, it's near Hollis's retirement. He's just he's just written under the um, hood. under the hood. Yeah, and, I, and at, <laughs> at least they did it right by by having Cook's book come out first. Oh damn! Hell yeah! So yeah, there's no one to go really, but down. But it's it's I and 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 it's I I think it's great that you guys are happy with what they've done with with, with what Cook's done in the first book. I'm I am curious to see you know what's how you guys will feel about you know books by JMS and 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 Azrael. You know, so it, it's, it, if uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'll, I actually ran into to Brian Azarillo. Uh, a couple weeks ago, and he was telling me a little bit about the comedian series, and he was he was pumped about it. Um, was he also so, pumped first? The what? Uh, I didn't talk to him about. He, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't really talk with him about that when it was coming out, but it. This, I think he's, I think he's he's pretty excited about this. Um, it is something to be excited about, though. I mean, that, yeah, that's absolutely. cool. That's cool. I'm glad. And so. it, it really, if you were sitting on a potential gold mine, something that has proven through through many many years of uh, publishing history to move books, why would you just sit on these characters if you own them? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's it's DC but, it's, it's but, DC Comics' money to uh, uh, job to to make money. Yeah, it's what these companies do. You know, it's yeah. they. They find something that makes money and they they roll with it. Right, and and I can, but the, but the name of the game, right? You either buy it and read it, and cast your judgment upon it, or you don't choose to not buy it and and don't read it. I mean, yeah. but it, it's not an affront to you, any of the people buying these books or the original creators. It's just they're this is em, this is emblematic of the entire mainstream industry. These are characters owned by a company, and they can do whatever they damn well please with them, right? right? So, but I, it's the thing that people taking it personally that just I, I don't it boggles the mind. If someone oh, wanted to go back and and make Commandy a transvestite, 
I wouldn't consider it a, a personal uh, affront because number one, you, Jack's dead, and they yeah. own Commandy. So <laughs> you, you know, you, you do what you, you can, do. You can you can compartmentalize from from one to the other, and that's it. Would work well as a transvestite, though. <laughs> He's got the long hair. <laughs> hey, they did it with Jimmy Olsen. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's going to exist, and if that makes you angry, then you know that's, just don't buy it. That's that's fine. Uh, for me, uh, as someone who's who's gotten perturbed once or twice about comics, um, stupidly, <laughs> um, you know, I can say that it, it's not worth getting upset about. No, just it's, it's if 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 you if you don't like it, then don't read it. But um, to echo what Vince was saying, you know, don't just dismiss it before you've even checked it out. Um, the Darwin Cookbook, it was good. And especially if you're a longtime fan of Watchmen, um, it was it was really enjoyable to kind of get reintroduced and reacquainted with some of these characters from the from the minute from the Minutemen era, right. which is something that that you know there's a lot in Watchmen, but the, those weren't the central characters. It was really more about the the legacy characters that they left behind. There's there's a hopefulness in in the Minutemen. And, uh, you know, some of my questions, you know, is that, you know, ultimately this all goes wrong and we know that it all goes wrong. So there is a, uh, an air of impending doom with it. But, uh, you know, it was the, the Minutemen that it was, um, you know, very 19, you know, 50s America, um, hopefulness with it but uh you know but with that the underbelly of like racism and sexism and everything that was wrong with the 1950s is is there at the same time so it's it's very uh uh very interesting to uh uh yeah. to check that out it's so. pretty impossible to ignore i mean no. judge it as you will it's one of the medium's brightest most brilliant lights and it, he sh i mean he blazes you, you you cannot look away, really. Yeah. The art the art's spectacular. And it's nice to see John Higgins. I mean his two pages, super solid. Uh, oh, the uh the uh the, uh, the Crimson the Corsair, yeah. Mm -hmm. Really nice stuff. Yeah, and so. it, it it would be fitting for one of Marvel's black and white magazines. Uh mm -hmm. it it has a very uh Filipino invasion feel to it to a certain nice. extent. And yeah, and it's freaking Len Wein writing it. So. Len Wein, yeah, yeah. So I mean, don't ignore it, but judge, accept, or move on. Don't don't judge piss, not piss, lest ye be judged. Don't piss and moan. It's just yep. it's <laughs> not a good look. Oh hell, sit back and enjoy it. That too. They're they're probably not all gonna be great, but. Um, what is? I, I, I got a feeling, I got a feeling a couple of them are going to be real damn good. So. Yeah. Hey, everybody, look at this. This episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service. New list is not up yet, but when it is, you'll be damn sure to hear about it from me. 35 to 75% off your favorite funny books and collectibles delivered right to your door by a costume custodian of the United Parcel Service, or in this instance, FedEx. Came FedEx this time. I don't know why. I'll look into that. But uh, they're the best at what they do, dcbservice.com. In your travels, got something a little different this week. What you got? It's a magazine. You've heard the name, Juxtapose. It's the June issue, uh, number 137. 
You've heard me mention this dude's name many, many, many times, and the collective from which he, uh, that he actually started, uh, the uh, Fort Thunder um, collective. It's Brian yeah, Chippendale uh-huh. is oh, yeah. inter- interviewed in this magazine, and it's a really great interview. He talks about the origins of Fort Thunder, and he talks about the artists with which he's shared space. There's many, many pictures of the old uh, uh, warehouse and how they decorated all the walls. Every square inch of the damn place was decorated and, and drawn upon and painted and just a pop culture explosion within a building. Uh, he talks about Lightning Bolt and doing gig posters and his approach to cartooning. It's a great issue, and it's only five ninety nine. There's a, a whole bunch of other good stuff in here. I think... Um, Skinner's in here too. Yeah. Uh, so just get it. Uh, it won't set you back much and you'll see a lot of different kinds of, uh, art. Some, some graffiti, some street level arts. Brian Chippendale, eh, nothing to sneeze at right there. Um, uh, Wayne White is in here. Uh, there's references to Pee Wee's Playhouse. Just go get it. Juxtapose number 137. It's great. I moved away from Juxtapose, but this is kind of pulled me back. Uh, I am so excited about this. I've waited for this for a really long time. I've I've got a couple of the individual issues in in um, physical form. I, I I bought some of the digital, but I was like, no, I'm going to wait for it to come out in in trade. I'm going to wait for it. I'm going to wait for it because I know it's going to be something that I'm going to read and read again and reference and and enjoy. And it is uh, it is something that. Um, will sit right next to Scott McCloud's Understanding Comics on my bookshelf uh, for probably as long as I am alive. Uh, okay. It is from Fred Van Lenny and Ryan Van Levy. <laughs> Finally, the collected edition of um, what came out in, in individual forms as comic book comics is now the comic book history of comics. Uh, it is it is uh, published by IDW, and it is exactly what it says it is. It is the comic book history of comics. If you are familiar yeah, you with are. with what uh, with what Fred and Ryan did with Action Philosophers, uh, it's basically the same idea, but it is the history of comic books in comic book form, and it starts with. Uh, the yellow kid and it goes all the way to uh to pretty much today it talks about watchmen um and uh and everything uh everything in between it is yeah it, it it it's everything from literally turn of the century to yesterday um and, and I and little wait side to... stories about mm-hmm. you know some of the creators and and it's it, it was a nice compliment to the book that, that I read when it came out years ago, Men of Tomorrow, because a lot of that mm-hmm. dealt with the early days, and it was and, and it's neat seeing you know Don Levy actually draw these people, and and the way he draws the creators or the characters, and 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 how they are caricatures of 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 other characters. It was just, I mean, but I, I, no, no, go on. I know we've we've talked about this book, and we yeah, love yeah, it. if you are, and and I know, I know. Uh, kind of the the attitude of most of our our listeners are are people that want to learn and know as much about comics as they can. This is this is something that you need to own. Um, you're you're it, you're going to be it, it's edutainment. 
uh, to use an NAC term. You're going to learn about comics and you're going to be entertained uh, the entire time. It is something that every serious comic book fan really needs to have a copy of this. Um, it's the it's the spirit of comics and it's the history of comics. So um, check you it get, out. And it, you get the physical copy. Yes, he's got the trade. Damn yeah. it. Yep, it's uh twenty one ninety nine, and it's published by uh, IDW, which yes. is cool because yep. I'm assuming it got in the front half of previews. Um, because Fred and Ryan's um, normal Evil Twin Comics is, is Evil Twin Comics, and that's yeah. what all of their other stuff comes out from. But IDW um, published this, and it's uh, um, if you're a serious comic book fan, I, I think it's something. That like I said, it, it needs to go right there by understanding comics as as something to to you know deepen your understanding and knowledge of the medium. Fully this, rounded this, is what he means. It's it's mm-hmm. not fully this rounded is, knowledge yes. of the medium. Yeah, yeah. I like that. The, the, the comic book comics isn't the book that you're going to give to your friend who wants to get into comics that you've loaned out, you know, All Star Superman. True. But I mean, years from now, if if he wants to know more, then then by all means. But no, this is this is what I will be triple dipping, and I, I have the issues. I have <laughs> digital, and I will I will get I will get the, the the collection of this just for any extras, and because it's something that you know I I want to support. I'd I'd like to see, you know, an an, an addition. Uh, Later on, as as you know, the years go by, and you know, in like five years, if they decide to add more to it, and and you know, and and and, and little things that you might think aren't interesting, or you might just gloss over. I mean, we we've talked about you know the whole game in McFarland thing with 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 Spawn, and and I mean the Nets in there, and I mean there lawsuits, and 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 Eisner's time in the army, and and Kurtzberg's time in the army. I mean there are just there's so much stuff in these pages it's 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 a great collection it's a great i mean it's not a story but no it's i i, I definitely the, it is it's the story out. of it's the story it of is it's a story yes it, it is a story and and it's i support and 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 echo his mm-hmm. it travels definitely get it uh mine is actually as as um I don't have the eighth issue because that's the latest issue, and and I'm a cheap Jew, so I've only read the <laughs> the uh, the the up to issue seven because that's what's discounted via Comicsology. But please, and if you if you thought Rachel Rising was if there was a lull or things were slowing down within the first five issues or so, um, make sure you go back and read. Six, especially seven. I mean, issue, yeah, issue, yeah, yeah. Si- issue six oh. throws the fucking throttle down. But, I yeah, mean, and, and wait till you get to the end of issue seven. It's just mm-hmm. there are, I, I you know it's it's called Rachel Rising, and we're finding out about Rachel, and but you don't just. You can't catch your breath. You can't just think that okay, this is the world. These people live in. This is the universe I'm going to be reading about. This is. There is no status quo. Every month, he seems to be. Terry Moore seems to just be like, you know what? This is where we're going, and and you know, and characters that you think might have been forgotten, safe, or just or <laughs> safe. Yes, absolutely safe. Yes, excellent. There are just. <laughs> Things, the things that oh definitely safe. I mean, there's there's one character where I I was like, 
Oh, oh damn! <laughs> that that seriously was it, and I was just like, and 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 the dude who decided to who 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 on Johnny had over for or Uncle Johnny had over for dinner. Um, that uh, that dude <laughs> the, a lot more creepier than than, than you might Norman think. Norman Bates, a little bit. He yeah. uh, it was yeah. There's um there's and 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 Johnny is great because she's. She she's in the hospital and and telling Rachel you know that I I never spoke to you I never talked to you about Carol and 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 Rachel's like I'm I'm a big girl and I I think I noticed something going on with 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 you and Carol and and I the haircut kind of gave it away with Uncle with Aunt Johnny from the first issue but the uh, it was it it seriously it's it's and his art I mean as I, as I'm going and also I'm I'm reading Echo right now the the collective oh. edition of that and and the art. It's you can tell it's Terry Moore, but it's his art is definitely fitting to Rachel Rising. It's it's a little bit scratchier. It's a little bit dirtier. I'll say it is. It and and it's and it's perfect for that story. Whereas whereas Echo was a little bit more um, curvy, a little bit more polished, a little bit shinier, and 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 like I said, and that, and that fit that. So uh, definitely. Check out Rachel Rising. It's it's they're up to issue eight. You can if if you're not getting it uh, physical copies, you can get the issues through uh, through Comicsology, which is how I'm doing it. So it's it's just it's good stuff. Where's echo the boy, echo, echo, echo. No, I'm here. Um, I wasn't just want to, didn't want to cut off David. Aww. Um, exactly. People love to talk over you. I didn't want to do that to my brother, to my oh, boo. Okay. Right. Nah, just kidding. Um, so, in, in your travels, uh, there's this small little company that's trying to make its name in this world named Marvel Comics. And um, they're putting out a little book. It's an edgy book. It's a, it's, it's an edgy book. It's, it's a book for people that uh, are fans of Preacher or the, uh, the uh, classic Punisher run. And I'm talking about Fury Max. Oh, I love you. Oh. Yeah, Garth Garth Ennis and Gorlin Parlov, who were together on, on Punisher Max, uh, with covers by Dave Johnson, the incomparable Dave Johnson, probably the uh, the best cover artist out there ever since James Jean uh, uh, left the biz. Uh, it's just terrific. It's uh, it's it's what you would expect from a Max book. It's it's a look at Nick Fury in that Max world, the adult world, where he's cursing That's... and violent and a and a total dickhead and a womanizer and uh, it's just. Um... What was the title of the second issue? I don't know. I don't have it here sitting here. It, it was like number one fucky or something like that. It was, nice. Does it, does, dirt does, is what it was. does it um does it pick up or, or tie into the first Fury Max mini from you? Not that I can okay. notice so far, which is a good question because I wonder how many people remember that Garth Ennis, in fact, created a, another Fury Max series uh, back in probably about two thousand three. It's, it's been, I, yeah. I, and that was he and Derek Robertson. That was actually yes, the team. And, so yeah, and Sikhevich covers and and mm-hmm. that was yeah, yeah. But no, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it, it's one of those things again. You know exactly what you're getting. You know, it's it's Garth Arn- it, it's, say, it's it's. Did you say preacher or the boys? Oh, the, I, I did say preacher. I meant the boys though. Sorry. Yeah, preacher works too. That's the Steve Dillon tie-in. Yeah, that's yeah. uh you but know. but either way, it's it's one of those things where you know exactly what you're getting. You know, it's Ennis doing his thing. You know, foul mouth. You know, gritty. Just uh, you know, street level. Um, you know, irreverent. 
violent, just uh, it's a lot of fun. I, I, I like that. I don't know that I'd want to read 10 comic books like that every month, but, um, you know, a little bit Garth Ennis, you know, uh, every now and then is, is, is a nice sort of uh, paratif on the tongue from the more conventional stuff. Sure, it's why it's why we looked forward to Punisher Max. And Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I felt like he was done with that character. I mean, when he wrapped up Punisher Max, that was with Valley Forge, Valley Forge, it was it was like, okay, he's done. I don't need to read um Garth's Punisher anymore. I didn't need to read anybody's Punisher anymore after that. But to see him go back to the to the Nick Fury character that he kind of built in in Punisher Max is awesome. It's so freaking good, and it's and it's set in wartime. It's what nineteen is it? It's um late sixties. Yeah, it's 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 evocative of the time that you would have seen the same kind of imagery in um in the uh, the, the original Nick Fury series oh, with Strankos. Yeah, Strankos series. Yeah, yeah, but this this. Fury is it's like sixties Vietnam and so freaking good. Nice. Yeah. And Goran Parlov is a beast. Yes, he is. He is. Very talented. You're right. No There we go. So hey. Thank <laughs> Thank you for being here. And thank we you. will <laughs> we'll be back next week at the same time. And guess what? Guess what I got in my box today? Um, Anybody buy Spirit World by that seldom seen creator? Oh, the uh, the hardcover came out this week. I don't know if it came out this week, but I got it in my damn box. Okay. I what so, uh, Jack Kirby? It's Cur- Jack Kirby Spirit. World. Oh, I did not buy that. No. Oh, I'm thinking I'm going to read it for next week. We'll see. Oh, do your thing, snap. Vince. Do your thing. I think I got so many good things this week. A couple Judge Dreads. I got Spirit. I got the third volume in the Chilling Archives of the Horror thing from IDW. The Zombies vo- volume. New Come Walking on. Dead trade. I got fourteen this week because I I somehow forgot to order fourteen and fifteen, and uh, so I ordered fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen at the same time when sixteen was solicited. So mm-hmm. I'm get. I have yet to read fourteen yet. I got to do that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So there you go. See, yeah. Come back next week. We'll be we'll be here waiting for you with some Walking Dead. Some Walking Dead and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. So we love you so much, dude. Are they, Dynamite's having like some crossover. The prophecy. What the hell is? is they're, they're they're dead. To I me. saw it's it, the, the in 2012. The Mayan Doomsday prophecy is coming to pass, and the end of the world makes for strange allies. Vampirella, Red Sonia, Kulan, oh, uh, Dracula, uh, Herbert West, the reanimator, Alan Quartermain. What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, I, I, I don't saw, either. I don't know. I don't want to. I mean, someone else say something because I don't want to end it on, on this. Yeah, I saw a solicit. Uh, Vamp- Vampirella meets Dark Shadows. Give me a friggin' What break. the fuck? Yeah, dude. I know. I know. Dynamite, they should just call them their company whore. I'll just say, <laughs> say, say, say <laughs> what you are. Harbinger number one came out today. There's got to be something there, right? Oh, uh, yeah, the value. I actually read it. Um, the Yeah, it was really good. Oh, so it's the anti XO. All right, cool. I haven't read it yet, but I am oh actually. God. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, the Har- Harbinger. I'm looking forward to Archer and Armstrong, but I might give me too, brother. Har- Harbinger yeah. was good. Not as good as Mind Management, though. My oh, boy, got to oh, read damn, that. that good. It was really <laughs> dude. It's so good, so good. Yeah, Kent is the she's a yeah. word. Yeah. Word. 
And here's you know, I have to say too, not that he needs this, nothing needs uh, the props, but the uh, Batman Inc. I've I read that it was, it was holy tight, right? Christ. Yeah. <sighs> we got to talk about that next week. And Burnham, uh, Burnham responded to my re- re- responded to my email response to him, so he's back in my good graces. Aww. Love a happy you, ending. He sent you a page or something. Speaking of happy endings, have you guys seen the client Ooh. list? <laughs> in what? <laughs> Dude, there's a new show with Jennifer Love Hewitt where she she does happy endings as a masseuse. Is that on, is that on Lifetime? Or something? Really? Yeah. That's yeah, the so, shtick? She does happy endings? How do yeah, they show dude. it? That's a step up from Ghost Whisper. Dude, it's pretty hilarious, actually. Pants Whisper. It's awesome, yes. Yeah, so she's the snake whisperer. It's, That's just, nice. Just too, dude, TMI. Too dude, looks good. She looks good, though. I got to say. She, yeah, oh, she got nice titties. Sure. Yes. You know, and that, and she got a great rump shaker, too. Uh, I don't know about that. But she no, does, and this she does. She does. Okay then. Hey, <laughs> ending on a ending on that a wonderfully high note. Moment. Yeah. <laughs> Nev Campbell's Bye. doing Gonzo porn now. Uh, <laughs> For real? <laughs> and Lacey Chabert is doing a. Oh, is she doing? What is no way. Porn? Wait, what is what is Gonzo porn? <laughs> Dude, really? Gluck, gluck, yeah. gluck, gluck. Lacey Chabert, are you kidding me? I'm 39. I curl and play softball. I mean, come on. I'm yes, really kidding. I read comic books. I'm going to have to uh, Google it, aren't I? I would so watch that Lacey Chabert. <laughs> Chris, she- let me assure you that many 39-year-old men who read comics and play softball <laughs> have a full awareness of what gonzo porn is, I assure you. <laughs> gluck, 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 gluck. Such a I guess. You are, apparently. Who knows? That's okay. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. It's all good. There's got to be a few of us, right? That's right. Yeah. Bringing up the morality curve for the rest of us. Thank you nice. very much. Next week, bye. We love you. Big hearts hey, and flowers. Right. Yep. See you. No problem. Paul David. Uh, Wikipedia. Uh, cannot be your friend sometimes. <laughs> You did not Google don't, Gonzo. Don't click I am lucky. What the hell's don't, wrong with you? Don't Google Goatsy. Goatsy. I was just, you <laughs> damn you. I was just going to say that. That's the Bane mask, isn't it? He's <laughs> singing like a tire swing. Oh, boy. <laughs> Who knew Chris such a shelter life? <laughs> I know, right? Fucking Chicago. I'm That's not okay. A I'm honestly what, I'm not what a What is this Humber you speak of? What is what are these automobiles? Oh, like I don't Eiffel Tower. What? It's it's you know it's very admirable <laughs> that, that you're not into the prawn. That that's yeah, very I'm admirable. Just, I've never been a porn guy. I'm just I'm nothing wrong with shit. that. It's you know why it's just watch, surprising is all. Why watch when you can do? I think, you know, I, think it's, it's, I think it's one of those things where maybe the the terminology. It's it's I because I didn't know. That. When I first, I, I knew what it was. I just didn't know that that's what they called it until much later. So I mean, it, it, it could just be a terminology thing. I'm trying to give them a benefit of the doubt. Hey, I'll start so, you off with some so Joe Diamato like, stuff. So Gonzo porn is basically like the Blair Witch Project of porn. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> analogy. For, yeah, for, like, for each person viewer of of porn, it's, it's, it's under the premise of nobody likes the plot anyway. So why bother having a plot? <laughs> yeah. I am so scared. <laughs> she had a big snap bubble. <laughs> oh, goodness. How do it I sucks get me. all of you guys in an instant message? I want to send this to you. Um, just do, how do I do that? Say goodnight, people. Goodnight, people. Goodnight, Irene. Oh, Vince, I want to show you something. Uh, online, uh, while we're recording? Are we? No, we're done. Oh, okay, we're done. Bye. Bye.
Peace. Peace.